nuclear bomb kills 9 million in Pakistan. But there's good news. Hey, global warming is over, everybody. The science is in. Science. And, of course, it would be blamed on the Taliban. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, February 27th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 282. This is No Agenda. Not just reading the news from Twitter here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. No, no, we're in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley... And remember, red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. And in the morning to you, my And amigo. in the morning to all the sailors at sea, in the sea with the red sky and all. <laughs> oh, was that what it was? I remember that. Uh, red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. Red skies at night, sailors delight. Yeah. That's how it goes. Well, good morning. We had a red sky this morning, but I don't see any reason for taking warning, but we'll see. In the morning, indeed, to all the ships at sea, boots on the grounds, wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mails, bakers in the kitchens, dungs in the pits, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations. Anyone napping for humanity, hams on the air, the human resources throwing shoes and boots everywhere, especially those in the chat room with noagendastream.com, where we had our streamtacular yesterday, John. Mm. And the guys try to get a hold of you like a million times. Oh, uh, you know... Uh, <sighs> I yeah. was here all day too. That was ridiculous. Yeah, well, they emailed you a couple times. You don't. You didn't I never see got any email. Any email. Uh, yeah, you don't get no spam either. Oh, I feel bad now. Yeah, you should feel bad. Even Doug showed up. Doug did uh, uh, an interview. <laughs> Doug did. <laughs> Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Rhino the bearded and uh, yellow jacket raising funds for the no agenda shots. He's almost. Uh, I think he's got uh, like I don't know. A little bit to go for his Kickstarter to be funded, and then he can continue to make uh, make the shots. It's good. And today's a, a repeat after the show. Just an, a programming note here. So, um, yeah, again, no news. Oh, okay. Well, that's the end of the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I had a... a, a Are we getting a, a little sick of this bull crap in the Middle East? Well, I had a little minor epiphany. And oh. it came from... Uh, I was listening to our National Treasure. I've gotten into the habit of that. I, you know, I've been driving in the car a lot this past week. And uh, we have, uh, what is it, uh, KKOQ or whatever, uh, which is filled with commercials. I, I mean, underwriting. And On the Media was on. And uh, they talked to this uh, jabroni... Uh, Who's been around an in internet space? Uh, I think you've probably heard of him. Uh, his name is, um, I think it's Andy uh, Andy Carvin. Probably heard of this guy. No. Uh, well, so Andy Carvin is new at uh, at NPR, and uh, and his job apparently is to read tweets coming from Libya and report it as news. And and it's uh -huh. yeah. It's, when, did, when did this begin? This started, I think, with CNN. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. During the elections, but now everything that he uh, retweets is is now being reported as news. And do you want to hear a little bit of this uh, this interview with him about uh, how this is put together? Because I did a little bit of research, and you know, I've been following his tweets. And you know, you and it's like, oh, shocking! People being shot, people being killed, and then I go to look. And it's like some Arabic website, and they show some guys who've been blowed up, you know, dead bodies in a um, in a hospital somewhere. 
of course, they don't understand Arabic. Um, but th- it's not like they've been shot. These people have been blown to bits. And I have not heard anything about being blown to bits. I've heard about being shot. I, I just don't see it. I'm not seeing the evidence of this. Uh, I am seeing people with cell phones and uh, you know the internet. Hey, bit.ly dot, bit, bit dot ly is still up. So I, I presume the internet is still working. We haven't had you know any serious reports of the internet being turned off. I'm just not seeing all the mayhem. I'm, I'm hearing the reports. And I'm seeing the crowds, but I'm not seeing the hundreds of thousands of dead bodies. Are you? No, and with everybody with a camera, and my assertion, by the way, well, everybody goes on and on about how uh, the social networks are uh, <clears throat> creating all this, this, this uh, chaos. I'm of the opinion that it's actually camera phones that, that are the threat to these societies. Right. Right. Because you can, because everyone's now got a movie camera on them, but they're not showing it. it I know that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you. I mean, they have shown a number of clips, but it's always just people scrambling around, or large groups gathered, or people running around, or and, and and can can some of these guys hold the cameras still for a second? Right. I mean, I have seen so many movies. Where the guy, I guess, turns on the movie mode and he just waves the camera yeah, around. Yeah, and you hear, you hear shooting. You don't see anyone. I mean, I, I'm I'm all ready to believe it, but I'm not going to believe it because Andy Carvin says so because he read a Twitter about it. it. Just just listen to this for a second, and uh, it'll take about a minute and a half before you get to the meat of it. But it's it's disturbing that this is being passed off as news. The significance of social media in Ugh, the starts already. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> First words of the report, the significance of social media. The recent uprisings in the Middle East and North Africa, compared to the role of Al Jazeera, for instance, mm. has been hotly debated. What nobody disputes is their extraordinary success in getting news on the ground. Yeah, uh, no, we're debating that right here. That's not yeah. like nobody, no, nobody, no, debates, nobody it, debates it. Nobody debates it. No, there's no debate whatsoever. To the outside Dude, world. Science often, is in. Yeah, indeed. Within seconds. Some Twitter feeds have been ongoing timelines, often with audio and video links, in popular struggles against entrenched regimes. None has been more illuminating than that of senior strategist for NPR's... Notice he's not a reporter, he's a strategist, which is a a clue. ...social media desk, Andy Carvin, who for two months has been tirelessly, almost obsessively serving as a conduit in and out of Tunisia... Egypt, Bahrain, and for the past week, Libya. Now, why does now why do we need a conduit at all? Is my question. It's just uh, let's continue. In so doing, he has embraced some conventions of reporting and defied others. Defied. He's a de- he's a, de- a defier. He's a denier. <laughs> media play havoc not only with tyrannies but with the journalistic status quo. Uh. It began with a few tweets about unrest in Tunisia. Sometime right around the week of Christmas, I started noticing conversations on Twitter with the hashtag Sidi Bouzid, which is the name of a town in central Tunisia. Now, I've actually traveled fairly extensively in Tunisia and, and have a lot of contacts in the blogging community there. CIA. So I really <laughs> What? CIA. Yeah, exactly. started paying attention to what they were talking He sounds like a spook, too, doesn't he? Didn't he, yeah. didn't he like totally. I didn't realize that there were protests forming in different parts of the country. As each day passed, I started seeing more people using the Sidi Bouzid tag. It grew and grew and grew, and since I knew some of these people and had met them before, I started essentially reporting on them. Ultimately, President Ben Ali left the country. And I recall that day a Tunisian blogger sent out a, a tweet that said, OK, Arab world, tag, you're it. 
And the- oh, that revolution for sure. Tag, you're it. Oh, bitches. The thing I knew, I was tweeting on and off. 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Oh, he's such a hero. And it's been going on seven days a week ever since because these revolutions keep happening. More like oh. hashtag you're it. Yeah, it is more like hashtag you're it, absolutely. While your Twitter account was significant in Tunisia and Egypt, it has become all the more so in Libya. Much of what we know is coming via tweets, many of them harvested and retweeted. Listen to this. Much of what we know is coming from tweets, many harvested and retweeted. By you. I'm curious what your role is. My role at NPR in general is somewhat hard to describe because the type of work I do has never existed in a newsroom's org chart before. On the one hand, I work closely with reporters to teach them how to use social media for news gathering and reporting purposes. I also occasionally report mostly online and through the All Tech Considered blog and, and a few other platforms. And then I also work on broader strategy of how we use online communities to uh, strengthen the relationship we have with our public and further our journalism. So I exist somewhere between the digital business side of the company and the newsroom side. I mean, this, I mean, this is disturbing to me, John. What was this on? Was this on NPR? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the so media. Wait, 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 they're just, so they're sitting around talking about themselves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and about how this is the new journalism is, uh, is reading tweets. I mean, if you look at the guy's tweet stream, which I'm happy to bring up. By the way, he worked for the Benton Foundation. Uh-oh. Do you know them? The Benton Foundation, never heard of it. Okay. Help Let's it. wait. I'm going to look yeah. it up. Yeah, you should look that up. So here's his, uh, more messages. I'm reading his tweet stream. Hold tight and be patient. God is with you, and you will be free soon. We are all behind you. He's, this is the stuff he's retweeting. Uh, Why would you retweet that? It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's banal. Yeah. Why would you retweet that? Yeah. Why, why would you? Here's would another, you? I wouldn't, no, uh, retweet. If we are truly to be free, we must remember the example of Sidi Omar al-Mukhtar and treat our enemies with humanity and justice. This is not journalism. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I keep looking. It's like, all right, where is it? Oh, getting reports from the ground that Gaddafi loyalists from Sirta heading towards Misrata tonight could be ugly. I mean, that's not from uh, he's retweeting someone called Libyans Revolt. I'm just not buying it. It's, it's lame. It, well, it's not. It's not. Journalists not, not reporting. You don't even know what the sources are. This is this is you know, we have enough trouble in this country with the with the lousy sourcing or the anonymous source this is goes beyond an anonymous source this is a, a, a person you don't even get to look at this could be anybody this could be the i mean it could be somebody not even in libya it probably isn't it's some guy working out of an office in washington dc it's ridiculous that any of this stuff would be taken seriously let alone reported on and let alone bragged about as a great idea yeah this this is what you know people have failed to you know, fail to comprehend. We kind of went through our curve of, oh, it's the real Justin Bieber. Oh, it's the real, you know, it's the real Dvorak for that matter. We went to the fake Steve Jobs. So now it's kind of established, you know, we have the verified accounts and all that stuff. So now when someone on Twitter said, you know, then they're automatically the guy. It's like this is the, the easiest, the easiest ground for disinformation ever, ever. And it's, and I, it's okay because that's a part of what it is. But for NPR to be using this as the only source they have, no, I'm sorry. And bragging about it. And bragging about it. And so, so I t- was talking to Ms. Mickey, and I said, um, you know, you really need to see the movie Wag the Dog with Dustin Hoffman. 
and she'd never heard of it. I said, oh, you're going to love this. You know, I can't get this thing. I can't. It's not on Netflix. Have they have they disappeared this movie because uh, it's too close to home? It's not on Netflix? No, it's not on it's Netflix. It's an old movie. Why yeah, not? I don't know. I couldn't find it. Maybe I wasn't looking right, but I couldn't find it. That's odd. And everybody needs to see Wag the Dog. Um, yeah. It, it's, a, it's fantastic. And it, it could be happening to us right now. All I'm saying is, oh, I hear reports, 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 and, 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 and I'll just take this from NPR, because I haven't caught CNN saying that you know they're getting it from Twitter. They're probably getting it from NPR's Twitter. And, uh, but I'm not seeing the video. And, and yet we we can get video of almost anything. So it's you know I'm seeing is believing. Yeah, you're skeptical and rightly so. And this is making it worse. By the way, the Benton Foundation is a, works to ensure that media and telecommunications serve the public interest and enhance our democracy. Yeah. Woo. No. Charles Benton runs it. Right. I'll, I'll look him up while you're going on and on. Well, you know, so uh, the guy's done a, a lot of stuff, but he also was a. Uh, uh, an active blogger and is a field correspondent for Rocket Boom. Rocket Boom? Yeah, that's what his wiki page says. <laughs> All right. Anyway, in 2006, Andy Carvin became a staff member at National Public Radio as their senior product manager for online communities. He is now senior strategist at NPR's social media desk. Since his arrival at NPR, he's been working to develop a new online strategy for the organization, including citizen journalism, social networking, and user-generated content. Eh. Okay, fine. Anyway, um, link in the show notes at noagendashow.com or shutupslaves.com, and uh, you can uh, read the uh, transcript, uh, listen to the to the actual interview. It's about eight minutes, but uh, it, take it from me if you listen to the whole thing. Uh, NPR is is passing on this so-called news from Andy Carvin as the truth. And yeah, it, it just isn't. I'm not saying it is, but it certainly is it's not guaranteed to be the truth. It's just he's retweeting people. I, I'm kind of more interested in like real journalists making reports, including the one I have a clip of here, which is the Qaddafi report, uh, which I think summarizes pretty much what's going on. In the address, Gaddafi claimed Al-Qaeda is behind the revolt. Osama bin Laden is slipping Libyans hallucinogenic pills in coffee with milk and that the pills are distributed in mosques with help from the United States. A U.S. official today described Gaddafi as, quote, nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what it is. We're going to go into Libya. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go into Libya I mean, all the oil companies are already there. You know, BP lent their jet so that, uh, you know, 100 people could leave. So, no, just take our jet, no problem. I mean, you know, the, the SAS special services uh, went to evacuate British uh, subjects, subjects well, was, of slaves of the Queen. So, well, you know, <clears throat> I have a clip on that, too, which I found disturbing. I got it off the BBC. It was an American getting on a British, they brought a destroyer. Or some large, you know, Navy ship yeah. to pick up the British citizens. The Americans did nothing. They brought some, they sent in some, uh, some little party boat. <laughs> you know hey! this? This a catamaran, boat. a catamaran party boat. It was a catamaran, and they couldn't get any, couldn't get it to leave the dock because the I weather saw, was. It literally was a catamaran. It's like they had like a, a kegger. Yeah, basically. And they put a bunch of Americans on. But meanwhile, this American, I got a, I've got a clip here, American Saved by the Brits clip, which none of the American news outlets, this came off the BBC, 
mention that this happened, which is the British ship came in and grabbed and all the people. A whole heap of stores and extra personnel and be down here, which I think is a pretty fast response. There are British, but also other nationalities here as well. As they come on board, there's a surge of relief. Good to be aboard. You have no... Weird coming from a war zone to get on a British ship as an American. I never thought that I'd look... <laughs> I never thought I'd look at a Union Jack and say, Wow, really good to see the Union Jack. <laughs> in a few hours' time, they'll be in Malta. For most of them, it can't come soon enough. John Lyon, BBC News, Benghazi, Eastern Libya. Yeah, Malta. So, party town, by the way. Malta. Yeah. Party no, town. They're, they're going to have a good time. So right. anyway, they, so I'm watching this. <coughs> Americans being rescued by the Brits while the Americans can't rescue their own people. At the same time, Rachel Maddow has a... She's complaining about this for some reason. And they have a press conference on C-SPAN. I'm watching that. And the, it's all these guys from the State Department <coughs> say, oh, well, you had ships. Uh, you know, it couldn't take off. And they were making all these apologies for the fact that we, did a, you, we didn't really care. Yeah, we sent a catamaran. Kind of, we sent a boy to do a man's job. So they sent the catamaran. That, that, but, but this kind of all, at the same time, when everyone's all worked up about this, myself included, it kind of plays into your theory that the action wasn't so dangerous that anything needed to be done more than the catamaran. Precisely. But I, do, but I do believe, <clears throat> looking at the moves that the president is making, calling uh, the Brits and the French and the Germans, I think we're going in. And, uh, and we're going in because, you know, as you pointed out on the last program, uh, there is, uh, uh, it's more than just 2% of the world's oil now in Libya. Uh, we've certainly seen Tony Blair in the tent, hugging and kissing on a, in, the, in the back seat with Gaddafi. We know that Obama's hugging, uh, was, has been hugging uh, Gaddafi, you know, Donald Trump gave the guy a place to pitch his tent in the backyard. These elites don't do that for nothing. They do it right. because the guys got tons of dough, tons of oil, and the ergo dough, and and they want it. <clears throat> and so now that the world is kind of it never let a good crisis go to waste. This is what's taking place before our very eyes. I saw John McCain this morning on Meet the Press, and um, uh, uh, our guy, well, his name is David Gregory. You call him Bob Gregory. Uh, so Bob Bob asks uh, Bob. McCain. He said, yeah, this, is, "This is what Richard Gates, Secretary of Defense, said." And of course, Gates has no 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 more dog in the hunt. And he says, "Hey, if any future Secretary of Defense says we should go into uh, either Asia, uh, North Africa, or the Middle East, uh, he's crazy." And McCain says, "Oh, you know, of course, I respect him. He's been a great you know great Secretary of Defense. He's you know all his years of service. But uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, uh, the, we'll just see what needs to happen." I think we're going in, and we're just going to steal all of this country's resources. Well, it, it's it's what we do. If it lowers prices at the pump, I'm all for it. And by the way, John McCain, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> exactly the opposite. Well, that was funny, by the way. Um, so Austin Goolsby, the uh, my 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 buddy, my debate winner. He has trophies in the art of debate. Uh, he, of course, is the chairman of El Presidente's uh, Economic Council of Advisors. He was on the John Stewart show. Did you see yeah, this episode? Yeah, I did. I saw that, and I don't think Stewart likes him. Well, here, first of all, the John Stewart show is going to uh, die because, of course, John Stewart probably is a uh, an extreme Republican conservative, uh, but now he he can't help himself but to you know now play all the jokes on. The status quo, which is still the Obama administration, you know, there's, there's no more uh, Bush to kick around. 
um, you know, there'll be some Republican stuff to do. Uh, but he makes these jokes in the audience. It's flatlining. People don't think it's funny. You know, yeah, when he makes a, a real, real funny joke, but when he really pulls one out, it's like, well, let me, there's like four 30-second clips, and then I'll get to the uh, to the to the gas price thing, which I thought was really astounding because he did like a little no agenda thing there, and it got glossed over, of course. So first of all, Goolsby uh, comes on and. Uh, and he keeps doing the winning the future, winning the future, winning the future. And, of course, Stewart's having none of this, which was very funny. But listen to what Goolsby says as to, you know, why they talk this way, why they are using the winning the future meme. And uh, what is it, uh, John? It's uh, outbuild, out-educate, and out-hustle or something like that, whatever the president yeah, said. something like that. All right, listen to this. We're here. We're back. The president, he went to Cleveland. Yeah. In Cleveland, Startup America. Uh-huh. Would it, no, no, don't no, stop writing that. All right. Yeah, you know, Goolsby's, and he looks like a turd, by the way, this Goolsby. Hey, John, don't write anything down. Don't make any jokes. Remember, you're on our side. <laughs> We're going to grow our way out of this. Is that how we win the future? When did this win yes, the future no, thing? Hold on. I'm going to tell you how to win the future. Let me ask you a question before you tell me. Okay. How far behind are we in the future? Are, is, <laughs> how, I like that. How badly do we trail the future right now? <laughs> And how do we stop the future? Somebody said, what happens if we lose the future? We're not losing the okay. future. Because I think the future happens no matter what we do. Well, here's what I'm going to say. All right. The economists, if you go back and look at the research, they have documented what leads to growth. If you ask, what are the components of growth? It's human capital, mm-hmm. physical capital, and innovation productivity. So that, that sounds to me like, Slaves and a little bit of uh, technology. That's what I heard. Human capital, right? Human resources. It's your physical capital, slaves working, and uh, and some technology. Uh, factories, factories. Factories. Well, I just call it technology. Now, so, now listen to this. This is amazing. Uh, they weren't as into that. They translate that to Who out-educate that? The, the, the message people. There you go. He says, who wasn't into that? The message <laughs> you know, people. I heard that. That's funny. I didn't get it. The message I... people. So they didn't like the truth, which is slaves and factories. So they came up with some, some, you know, some fuzzy language. Out-educate, out-innovate, out-build the rest of the world. Okay. So it still makes sense that we're going it to... Does. We are going to win the future. Will we kick the future's ass? Will we... <laughs> if we- so that was funny. So um, then uh, here it comes. So now he's talking about the uh, about the cuts that are being proposed, and one of them is to cut the uh, um, the subsidies for heating oil for poor people, so they don't freeze in the coming global warming uh, bonanza. And uh, so this is uh, Stewart's setup. Please don't use that phrase again. Two two questions. <laughs> the first is, so if stimulus is the thing that got us out of this uh, recession. And we still need to stimulate the economy to generate jobs. Then why has the administration, in some respects, backed away from stimulus spending and said, well, actually, stimulus spending did it there, but now we actually have to address the deficit because uh, you're right. And the second part of that question is, I mean, uh, it feels like there are some draconian cuts in here. I mean, the, the, the home heating oil subsidy program for low-income families, that feels like we are not fundamentally changing our economy to win the future. We're trying to uh, kill poor people so that the future doesn't know them. Look, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 
Exactly. So so Stewart's onto it, and then he throws out this zinger, which completely messes with Goolsby's head. A, b- a bunch of these cuts, they pain me. If you if you if you look at them, and the and the president, the, the, there's no nobody wants, feels good about cutting anything. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Start, start, that- oh, hey, stop. You can start that clip over. Sorry. I'm listening to him stammer and stutter and fumble. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was like some debate guy. No, no, no. Well, he it, yeah. When it's rigged. When it's rigged, he's a debate guy. Oh, no. He was completely all, he was on his back foot, uh, not expecting this at all. And, and this is Stewart's uh, this is Stewart's Achilles heel because he's a, Stewart, of course, is extremely smart. And uh, and he's well, listen, what he throws at the guy. And it, like, totally blows the whole lie. Program called the Lie Heap Program. Right. It was raised dramatically in 2008 because the price of oil was $140 a barrel. Right. And so it went up a substantial amount. Now, this would cut it. It would cut it because we've got to get our budget within our means. But it cuts it back to a level that is more proportional right. to what the program was but before it prices, went up because of the oil but price. But prices right now for home heating oil are higher than they are that high. spike. They're they even higher high. than they were They're in 2008. They're higher than the $140. No, 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 no not the high. barrel, but the home heating oil index is higher. It's 3.6 instead of 3.4. <laughs> I'm impressed and I love Can this I tell conversation. You something? Can I tell you something? I love I'm actually this. reading that off your forehead. So... So this is great. So Goolsby is sitting there telling the lie about this particular cut, yeah, which no is lie. which is well, you know, oil was much more expensive then. And then Stewart comes back and says, "Yeah, but the it's actually the oil eating it's about the heating oil, yeah. you asshole." Yeah, it's actually more expensive right now. And Goolsby, it's too bad you can't see it. He's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. so this is and this is an economist. This is the guy who's the chair of the economic advisors. Let me give you the uh, entire list, uh, John. We have the uh, published uh, just this past week the Advisory Council on Jobs and the Economy, which, of course, is part of the President's uh, Economic Advisors' uh, ever-growing council. Are you ready for this Shadow Puppet Theater? Hold on. Let me just give you the... Shadow Puppet Theater. On this panel, Steve Case, co-founder of AOL, Kenneth Chenault, CEO of American Express, John Doerr, partner at Ven- venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins Caulfield & Byers, an excellent host for the dinner. Roger Ferguson, CEO of pension fund TIAA CREF. Mark Gallagher, co-founder managing principal of Centerbridge Partners. Uh, Lou Hay, CEO of Nextra Energy. Gary uh, Kelly, CEO of Southwest Airlines. Uh, Ellen Coleman, CEO of DuPont. A.G. Laffley, special partner, private equity company, Clayton Dublier and Rice. Um, Monica Lozano, CEO of Impromedia, publisher of CEO and CEO of its Spanish language newspaper, La Opinion. Darlene Miller, CEO of Permac Industries. Paul Ottolini, CEO of Intel Corp. I mean, it's just here. And this is like the court. This is I, this is corporatism. I'm not. Do, I'm the, not done. I'm not done. You, well, oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean you're not done? So now you're going to tell us about the famous academics and 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 yes, actual, yes, yes. Here are the academics: Antonio Perez, CEO of Eastman, Eastman Kodak Company; uh, Penny Pritzker, CEO of Pritzker Realty Group; Brian Roberts, CEO of Comcast Group. Remember, we've got to have that Ministry of Truth broadcasting everything to us. Matt Rose, CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. Cheryl Sandberg, Chief Operating Officer at Facebook. 
Richard Trumka, president of AFL-CIO. Oh, I'm sorry. Laura Tyson, professor at the University of California, Berkeley. <laughs> there she is. Founder. <laughs> That's the academic. This is corporatism. I think she came from industry, by the way. Um, it says it could be. Former White House economist. She, she seems to be the only real economist on there. I don't think guys like Steve Case and uh, yeah, Eastman Kodak, yeah, those guys really caught the wave, didn't they? They really caught that digital wave, Antonio Perez. So my point is, this is corporatism, and there is another word for it. It's called fascism. There is a definition of fascism that does not include the boots and the, and the guns. But no, if, actually, fascism, and people should look this up, by the way, in the 20s, when fascism actually appeared, it was considered, it was, it was an intellectual, mostly done by the, uh, the liberal class, it was an intellectual movement uh, that was trying to restructure the concept of the way government operates. Right, and this is exactly, and we do that by winning the future. And uh, that include that became very slowly. It turned out to be a form of corporatism, which is a which is the you know in military government industrial complex to put it in a kind of a Eisenhower like way. Uh, that is the where the corporations run everything, and and it's obvious that that's what's going on. It's what's happening on NPR. It's what's happening on the regular news media. I've got a uh, you know I was watching a Katie Couric, and uh, a poor man. Drug, I got a drug clip. And I realize that every advertisement on the on the network news is drugs, 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 drugs. What kind of coverage do you think we're going to have about Monsanto, about drug companies, about anything else on these network news outlets when all their all their advertisers are drug companies? Pipes might leak. Compromise what I like to do. I take care with Vesicare. Because I have better places to visit than just the bathroom. <laughs> Once daily Vesicare can help control your bladder muscle and is proven to treat overactive bladder with symptoms of frequent urges and leaks day and night. If you have certain stomach or glaucoma problems or trouble emptying your bladder, do not take Vesicare. Vesicare may cause allergic reactions that may be serious. If you experience swelling of the face, lips, throat, or tongue, stop <laughs> taking Vesicare and get emergency help. Tell your doctor right away if you have severe abdominal pain or become constipated for three or more days. Vesicare may cause blurred vision, so use caution while driving or doing unsafe tasks. Common side effects are dry mouth, constipation, and indigestion. You have better things to join than always align for the bathroom. That doesn't stop! So pipe up and ask your doctor today about taking care with Vesicare. Did she say hype up? Yeah. Hype up? That's what it sounded like. Wait a minute, let me hear that again. Hype up isn't like hypo, hypodemic, hypodermic needle. Hype up. Investigate and get emergency help. Tell your doctor right away if you have severe abdominal pain or become constipated for three or more days. Vesicare may cause blurred vision, so use caution while driving or doing unsafe tasks. Common side effects are dry mouth, constipation, and indigestion. You have better things to join than always align for the bathroom. So pipe up and ask your doctor oh, pipe to... Up. Pipe up. Uh, 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 smoke your crack pipe. I know it's subliminal somehow. Day about taking... Pipe so, up. Speak out. So, Don't be afraid that you, so, that you have leaky bladder. If your if your ma head and tongue is swollen, you can't and you're supposed to call the I can't stomach is killing you. I mean, who's gonna take these things? Well, this is not done. What happens for the next minute? Is it disclaimer is there more disclaimer? No, it's it just is good enough. Well, let me hear this. This is crazy. Okay, team, after age forty. Oh no, that's a to kill that. That's a difference. That's another ad. Sorry. Oh, I got an ad here. 
That's all so, you need. Uh, that'll that'll the cure. The media it. is so compromised now by the government and corporate and the, corporations, the corporations, the, the intelligence agencies. It's unbelievable we get any news at all. <laughs> yeah, and, really. In fact, we don't. That's the point. If you've got, if you have a leaky bladder, stop standing in line at the bathroom. Just have one of our tasty no agenda. Hot pockets. It'll clear you right up. Should. Void where prohibited by law. Let's thank some executive producers who helped produce this show in our rants. Yep. While we still can. <laughs> yeah, while we're still allowed. Our days are numbered. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we got a, uh, let's uh, do a, we got an executive producer and a number of associate executive producers. Okay, good. Um, one, two, I, unfortunately, they, the, these notes are so long, it yeah. actually fills my screen. We have uh, two members of the 282 Club and a, uh, uh, an executive producer, standalone Tom Dari, whose birthday it is. John and Adam, I did the math, $393.11. Here's $111.11 for my birthday karma on March 2nd. As a gift to me, I've added a 282 to become a member of the 282 Club, so we'll include him in that. Oh, Keep wow. up the good work, Sir Tom Dari, executive producer, No Agenda 197, and Knight. So Navy he, guy. He's, does, he's our Navy guy in Japan. Oh, nice. Did, did he ask for some karma there? Yes, he did. Okay, let's get, he de- deserves some extra karma right here. Karma for you. You've got karma. Right. Thank so, you, Tom. So Kristen Grant... Uh, uh, Mr. Kristen Grant, who's on his way to become Sir Kristen Grant, uh, in uh, go, who got in by the way, I want to. He got in at the last minute to, of the 282 Club, and normally I, I you know, we we kind of cut it off at midnight for people who want to donate because we have to develop the spreadsheet. We don't like doing it at the last second, but we. But since he was 282, I, I figured we'd put him in. Uh, in the morning, John Adam, love, 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 love your show. This is my 100th anniversary show which is interesting. I wanted to mark the occasion by becoming a donor. Please uh, break down the amount as follows. $100 for the shows I've consumed, $69 for the new promotion, see below, and the rest is a tip for good service. Somehow it comes to 282 not quite the value for value. But what it's what I can afford right now. <clears throat> we all need some karma as we go. <clears throat> Why am I congested? Whooping cough. You haven't had your Walgreens <clears throat> uh, vaccine. Had vaccine. You haven't had your vaccine. Uh, we all need karma as we go through these massive earth changes. May it help you in the ways you need help. Give him a karma shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, You've got karma. He also has a new promotion, the Soisant Neuf. Oh, I'd like what's this? Adam to make a special sexy call out whenever anyone donates $69. In <laughs> Adam's sexiest voice, he could call it something like, looks like so-and-so, would like some hot Soisant Neuf Okay, action. yeah, so, so we'll try it out on, uh, on Kristen Grant here. Hold on a second. <clears throat> I, I need a sound effect for that. I don't, I don't think I have it. No, well, I, I, got, do. I got the perfect sound effect for you to do okay, this. Okay, all right. Oh, looks like Kristen Grant wants some sexy Swazonuff action. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if it's going to catch on. Uh, well, we'll see. It's a ringtone, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely a ringtone. <laughs> Dave uh, Redderer in Evergreen, Colorado. Uh, dear John and Adam, I wanted to say that I've been enjoying palm frites for about 25 years now and they're really good if they're cooked well done crispy i personally don't go heavy on the mayonnaise can you guys send me one set set one thing straight i would like to hold a mock douchebag court <laughs> on last thursday's show i 
I and my other brother in uh, brother-in-law Kurt were deduced by our brother-in-law Aaron Newberry. This is all fine and dandy. By the way, this is getting complicated. But I was the first out of the three to donate. I don't know if you recall the deuce. And on the show, you went on for like fifteen minutes reading name after name after name. And as I recall, my name was the second to the last. Oh, I remember that. I was going through the show and didn't hear my name called out on show 200 or 200.5. You did, however, send me a link to the show. Hold on a second. Uh, now, now, this is serious business, John. When people douchebag people unjustly, I think we do need to have some, for, some form of court. Oh, this I This is a see. serious issue. I, I, you can't just douche... You can't oh, douchebag so someone douche if they're not. issue here with people yes. who are being called out. And As douchebags, but they're not. And they're not douchebags, and then they're being called out. Oh, yeah, we have to do something about this. This is terrible. This is horrible. I, we, we need to have a court, and it shall be in The Hague. So why don't you de-douche him at least? Absolutely. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Apparently, he gets called out by his various relatives and, and, and semi-relatives <laughs> on and on and on and off again. He's, anyway, don't they say, hey, douchebag. Hey, good to see you. I haven't seen you in weeks. 282 Club. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that sucks. All, All right, right, man. Well, de-douche Dave Rudder, and welcome to the 282 Club, one of the few members. And uh, now we've got Stephen Vanderhoff from Bellhaven, North Carolina, having listened to your show just over a year and love every second of it, blah, blah, blah. As a good slave should. My, you're a producer, not a slave. People who are on this, actually listen to the show, we only mock the fact that you're slaves because, in fact, you've been freed. My friend Sean introduced me to it and thought yeah, I would enjoy it. I love it. It's a great program for me as a daily 40-minute commute to work to salmon and salmonella-infested egg farm. <laughs> <laughs> There's your insider. There's your WikiLeak for the day. <laughs> Throughout the time, I've encountered numerous coincidences. Yeah, yeah really. Coincidence? I think not. My friend Sean told me a, a college in a college biology class, there was a slideshow that had the word biodiversity on it. Oh. <laughs> I was floored. I was floored another time when I was pumping gas and it stopped at 3333. I dared not pump more. <laughs> Camp trails over a college football game. You know, we don't try to make you crazy. No. I went and tried out the Sarah Palin experiment. Say her name and the instant reaction is one of disgust. It worked every time. The final coincidence was episode 273, the 111 number. I will be turning 24 in April. I was born in 87. I knew that was enough, and enough was enough. I decided to become the 2% of your donating audience who would like to call out Sean as a douchebag. Douchebag. And by the way, it's 1%, not 2. Yes, exactly. Make that correct. And uh, so he donated 222.22. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I just, no, no, that's uh, upstart. That's, he's, he donated 272.70. And uh, he's on his way. He's uh, he loves his Dutch heritage, by the way, and feels it would do much better for donations to set the show apart from others uh, that are stealing your Baronhood idea. I don't know anyone's really stealing our ideas. Uh, one or two people try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, finally, Upstart Ventures of Windsor, Victoria, Australia. Hi, guys. Uh, uh, Rudy and Sean, Sam here from Upstart. We both worked out that we are one elevens, and we are both about to apply for an apartment to rent together. The number of the apartment happens to be one eleven eleven. We can't think of a better reason to donate than that. <laughs> so, can we please have a karma hit? Yeah, absolutely. A big one for you. Eleven eleven times two. You've got karma. As Rudy needs to move from his super negative current dwellings to a lovely and peaceful environment. And Sam needs a place to stay whenever he takes a break from touring the world with Crowded House. Hey now, now. hey now, 
don't dream it's over. These guys are great. I know them. Well, I used to used to know them back in like uh, the 80s. Cool guys. Uh, we also Finn. just upped our $5 monthly subscription to 11.11, and we continue up our donations and keep our only source of news alive. In fact, it, the way I'm seeing it, it is your only source of news. Yes, is it. Can, it, it? I mean, as pathetic as it is, and I'm, you know, I, I, when we started doing this show, I never took that aspect of it as seriously as that I'm taking it as more I did. More. <laughs> As you did, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not. I keep looking around and I keep seeing this this basic corruption in the media. It's completely compromised. You can't get anything. Uh, the analysis stinks. Well, don't forget uh, it's a, it's a survivalist thing, John. It's just survivalist. It, it there is no market for news. This is this is what I discovered. Apparently no there's one. No there's no market for for news. So you got to sell and, other stuff. And so can we please? And by the way, they want to give Max a big douchebag for not donating. Okay, that's it. That's our executive producers. Wow, what a great list. Now, we do have uh, some mail that came into the box, which I'll read out. Anyone who sent anything in directly to the box, the post office box, I'll be reading those uh, donations on the uh, Thursday show. And a couple of uh, PR. Now, now I've been reading a lot about Google's reset of, uh, of how they're doing search results. And, the, you know, they've now actually they've come out and said, well, you know, if your website is poor, of of low grade quality, we're going to demote you in the ranking. So, Google, right? yeah, oh yeah, Google is now completely comp. The next will be if you use tables, we're not going to index you. It'll be something like that. They just keep on going. So this is trying to combat the content. Why does the why does the physical presentation have anything to do with search results? It has nothing. I want to find out about you know about holes dug in the earth in right. the middle of nowhere, so, Australia. Look, John, what difference John, does it make if it's John, all text? John, I, I have friends in the advertising business. And uh, who I won't mention this mention in this context. I can see him cringing right now. But the, everyone knows Google has a bunch of dials, and they swivel the knobs, and the revenue goes up. Google is a big, huge money-making scam machine. They push down everything else, and they only promote what what makes money for them, and throw in a little bit of you know trinkets for good measure. And if you don't play along, if you don't buy uh, AdSense ads, then your organic rankings sink. It's just a fact. It's proven over and over again, but they're too big. To, even just saying this could probably get me sued by Google. Not that there's much to get here. Move along. So anyway, you know, we have to be careful. And I, I think I'm going to have to call a stop to the domain name registration. We currently own the, the whole first page for No Agenda, if you Google that. And I'm very worried it's going to go away. That is one way they could hurt us. Well, so, well, so I want to call a, a stop Wait, to hold, it. Let me say a couple of things about that. One, I don't know what else is going to replace us on the first. Actually, it's the first four pages, if you want to be <laughs> honest about it. Yeah, I know. But they can do it. They've demoted JCPenney they, to, to page 25. I mean, they have, no, they have no qualms about it. They could do it just to mess with us, just because uh, someone I, uh, on the Economic Advisory Council says, hey, those no agenda guys are a pain in the ass. Turn them down. For, secondly, I don't know that we get that much business from Google, to oh, be honest oh, about it. A lot. No, we do. What, people listen, they, they, they're surfing let, the internet, and then they type in no, new agenda for some no, let me, reason. Oh, there's a show. Let me listen to it. It's, I'm going to be a fan. Okay. Well, a lot of our traffic comes from Google. I think in many instances, people just type no agenda into their browser bar, which, of course, defaults to Google, and it takes them to our page. So yeah, we we get business from Google. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You, you, it's just we do. But okay, point. I understand your point. 
I just and I haven't seen. I it, it, don't you want to do what you normally would do, which is to keep doing what you're doing until something happens, and then okay, you stop all right, it? all right, then let's keep going. Let's keep going until it happens, and then we can bitch about it. We'll have something to talk I about. I think that's even better because we, we we what have we done wrong? You've convinced me. You've convinced me. Okay. You've but convinced I'm, me. But I'm at, but, no, no. We have a good story because you've convinced me. Uh, if it's not, if you're not allowed to have multiple domain, and we have quite a few pointing to our to our little domain, then uh, we could uh, s- certainly raise a stink. I like it. So let so, me let me give you some other domain names that uh, have been registered uh, on our behalf and are pointing to noagendashow.com. Uh, Angel Debias from Gitmo Nation Pickpockets, <laughs> which is uh, España, has uh, registered noagenda.es or España. Thank you so much. Uh, now, by a, the way, that that actually should make sense to Google. I don't. And let's not let's talk about them. I don't give a crap right, about them. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Michael Mayatico has uh, registered noagendamedia.com. Forwarded that to noagendashow.com. Highly appreciated. Uh, Don Bean came up with a great one. DNA spray us, which I like. DNA spray us. This is good. Uh, that's a good one. That's yep. actually a good domain. It's a very good domain. Uh, Gitmo Nation Cheesecake, a.k.a. Pennsylvania. That's where we find uh, producer Craig, uh, produced from episode 250. Uh, he is, uh, let's see, he's registered uh, pbscircus.com, pbscircus.org, proudamericanstories.com, wingnutsalad.com, one of my favorites. And uh, my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite, one I registered recently because Keith Olbermann is now Posting at fucknewschannel.com. Uh, we have fuck and friends, F O K, fuckandfriends.com, pointing to No Agenda Show. Uh, another good one comes from Vorks, W W O R X, pronounced as Works. There you go. Uh, no ads, just truth.com. Also very nice. And on the heels of our conversation on the last program, Kevin Wood has registered intelligentainment.com. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it's real. It's real snazzy. It's gonna, it's gonna catch <laughs> yeah, that'll fire. Catch on, It'll catch fire. <laughs> Intelligentainment. <laughs> well, it gets better. Um, Christopher Mater, ddoucheme.com, which is great. Um, HoochieCoochieVille.com. Thank you very much, Craig, for uh, for forwarding that to NoAgendaShow.com. Uh, and then we have a number of edutainment domains. Educatainment.co. And edutainment.ca are forwarding to noagendashow.com. You could have saved your money on that one, I think. And then we have intelligentainment.com from uh, Matt Coglin uh, from the Cannabis Agenda podcast, who, uh, who clearly was stoned when he registered that one. Uh, but we, we really appreciate it. Uh, and it, it's a good test. Uh, it certainly is not hurting our rankings now, and we'll see what it does in the future. Well, we got another one, according to Eric, came in. Uh, Lohad.com has registered wagthedug.com. <laughs> Wag the Doug. Uh, what would we do without you producers? You guys are awesome. And especially our executive producer for today, Tom Derry or Dari, as it were, uh, who was also a member of the... Sir. Two- Sir Tom Dari, also a member of the 282 Club, along with uh, Kristen Grant and Dave Redderer, and uh, they are also associate executive producers, and associate executive producer, uh, Stefan van der Haaf. Thank you all so very much for your support of the show. It's the only way we keep it going. Everybody else out there, you've got a mission. It is propagating our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. 
And don't forget uh, to thank Upstart Ventures, too. They're also on that list. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Upstart is an associate? Yeah. Oh, geez. I'm so sorry. Hold on a That's okay. There's, they got mentioned right now, and they Upstart. won't be writing a nasty note. Ventures. Yep. Got it. Okay. It's on the list. Yeah, I have to make sure it gets in the show notes because it's so complicated to go back and correct everything. Whew. Okay. Most emailed uh, clip of the week right off the bat? Even you, e- even you emailed it to me. I did. Louis C.K. on the Opie and oh, Anthony yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Louis C.K. <laughs> is going on and on with his crazy. Louis C.K. You have, is considered right now by most professional comedians to be like the kind of the, the ultimate. comedian's comedian. He's the comedian's comedian du jour. Yeah. And I, I've liked this guy. I tried to hire him from Evio. And you know what he said? <laughs> he said, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but this was like in 2006 or something it's like because yeah. he was doing a podcast which he still does like dude you'd be perfect for the network it's like yeah what are you gonna pay me I'm like 500 bucks it's like come back when you got 50,000 okay but he's right i agree you want to set it up uh, yeah, apparently uh, Rumsfeld, as we had on the last show, we had a couple clips of him. He's been on the road the way Bush was because apparently, you know, he's got a book out, the Tell All or some horse crap book where he just apologizes for what he did. And he's so he's had to go from talk show to talk show to talk show, like you know, in the Dog and Pony show, because that's what you sign yeah, on when you, for when when you get, get a big advance, yeah, million dollar advance. So and apparently they just book you on everything, and so they booked him on Opie and Jonathan, whatever the name of the show. <laughs> Opie is. and Janet, Jonathan. Where is our no agenda bullshit translator? This is great. Opie and John, the Opie and Jonathan show. Yeah, the Opie and Jonathan show, which is kind of a zoo. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. In the morning, <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what they sound like if done right. And uh, so they're on there, and Louis C.K. apparently is on there with them as the as the third guy in the studio. And uh, see, and he just gives Rumsfeld, uh, Rumsfeld a bad time, and of course Rumsfeld, uh, you know, he's is I guess he's as good natured about it as as he could be, and uh, it was it was it was kind of funny. And there's still those people out there that think you know Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney are l- actually lizards. <laughs> who I mean, literally, there's people that think they're lizards from outer space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who eat human flesh? I don't know if yeah, it's absolutely true. We know this for a fact. Anybody's ever asked you directly, sir? But are you, are you a lizard? <laughs> I don't think. Are he's you actually? Can you just please give that a straight answer? Are you a lizard person? Louis, a little left leaning. No, sir. I'm not. I'm not. Here's Let him answer. Are you a lizard? Here's the short answer. Yeah. I'm in New York City. I love that he says, here's the short answer. The short answer is no, but he doesn't give the short answer. I walk down the street. People walk up, shake hands, stop me. They want an autograph. He's a lizard. want to get a photograph with me. Go to eat last uh-huh. night at dinner, and Joyce and I were sitting there in the little Italian restaurant. <laughs> and, and a man came he up and said he'd lizard. like to buy my dinner. And, I and, and it turns out I paid for my dinner. The next thing I know, the waiter <laughs> comes back and said, the man insisted to pay for your dinner, and oh. here's your canceled receipt for me. Oh, wow, that's See, nice. there's plenty of people that... <laughs> but he didn't, he, you didn't answer the question. He's that not going to dignify... I around with the wrong people. He's not going to dignify an answer he, to, are you a lizard? He, so he did not answer. No. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was okay. I actually didn't yeah, want to. Until you definitely, it, everybody was passing the clip. And yeah. the clip I thought was better than that, oh. which is the uh, disc- the one I have on here. Which this is, is, is this from the Donnie and Marie show? Is that what we're going to listen to next? 
No, I wish. <laughs> this is the one that says description. This was played on the Tosh, whatever it is. You know, this is a, Tosh these, 2.0? Yeah, this is one of those shows where they just have, you know, internet clips. And they and this right. one, we've taken out of context text, is quite funny. It's a woman describing how to make a... Uh, a kind of a spout on a on a pottery thing, and so if you just but if you just play it, it's actually quite funny to listen to, uh, and you'll see why. Get your hand very wet. Get this very wet, and then you're going to start gently pinching and pulling. This is a very slow process. You want to do it gradually. You want to do it from all angles. Keep it really wet. Keep it lubricated. If you get any friction, you might accidentally pull a piece off. <laughs> Inevitably, that will happen to you your first time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, humor there. Uh, yes. It's quite uh, quite nice. So, a um, couple other... Uh, actually, a, a couple other... Um, Shadow Puppet Theater uh, entries, which I thought were quite uh, interesting. Um, Timmy, uh, little Timmy Geithner's uh, brother gets a gig. Oh? Yes. uh, So Timmy's brother, David, uh, he is now uh, going to be, uh, is going to be an executive at Time, Inc. How convenient. Yes. Yes, he will have uh, company-wide responsibilities over there at uh, at Time Inc. That's great. But the but the best somebody's got to be. In the, I think I thought. I guess they lost one of their other uh, go-to government guys. Uh, Probably no. somebody quit that you know needed to go someplace else. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, time has always kind of been uh, on the inside. Yeah. Uh, George Soros. Um, uh, let's see. Who, have, uh, who of course is. Uh, his uh, investment fund uh, gets a lot of uh, advantage from the green energy push that our uh, our government is uh, is uh, handing out, and so they released a press release that uh, Soros is hiring uh, Kathy Zoe. I don't know if it's it's Z O I. I don't know if it's Zoe or Zoe. Zwa <laughs> Kathy Zwa Kathy Zwa uh, to run his uh, new fund, his uh, you know his new green fund. Interestingly enough, Kathy Zwa was Barack Obama's uh, undersecretary for energy and assistant secretary for energy efficiency and renewable energy. No, oh, she'll she'll have this. That's, that's there's your connection. Government. Duh. But she comes. Right, it's a revol- revolving door. She comes right out of the government and goes right to work for a nah. for a fund. Yeah, I thought they fund. were going to do. I thought Obama was going to put something where if you worked for the administration, you'd have to wait two years before you could do something like that. But yeah, yeah. Or they weren't going to have any lobbyists or industry representatives. Nobody from Monsanto. <laughs> so my wife said, you going? "Sorry, you triggered the jingle." Went, you know, Monsanto's apparently come up with. They've created some. You know, now some of their things are causing miscarriages in animals. Yep. They've created some new uh, some new uh, proteins, I guess, that are never existed in nature and it's just essentially toxic. And no, the, the, there's, there's, the, people are sending uh, letters to Tom Vilsack about that, saying, "Dude, this is like it's a pathogen they've never seen before ever, so they don't know what it is." And and Monsanto fed cows, I guess, or ha- have this, right? Yeah, yeah and it, which means it's in the food chain. Which means when you eat this beef. 
you know, then you're going to get it, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, nobody seems to be too concerned about it at Monsanto because what difference does it make? We, you know, the population would be 500 million anyway, so you might as well kill a few of the pu- kill the public. Hoping to get approval in the United States to sell the first genetically engineered fish is uh, the FDA's uh, preliminary analysis says good to go. As long as it's uh, uh, grown in the uh, Canadian Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it up there. Keep it up there. Keep it away from us. Keep the kid with the Canadians. And, uh, and, and so now there's a courtroom battle about uh, mandatory labeling of genetically enhanced foods. This is, uh, this is the, new, uh, the new normal. Not genetically modified. It's genetically enhanced. You know, I love the fact that they can come up with, the, you know, you did... With these new terms, the new ways ways of putting things, so it makes it more acceptable to the idiots uh, in you know in the public. And uh, so the uh, so oh, it's enhanced. It's it en- must be it's enhanced. Yes, it's enhanced. Hey, we have some uh, genetically enhanced hot pockets. So the uh, so of course people would like this to be labeled. You know, if you're going to genetically enhance anything for me, then could you just please label it? Well, the. The food companies are saying, you know, that violates our uh, First Amendment right to free speech. <laughs> That's their defense, and they're going to get away with it. Well, Monsanto put a couple of journalists out of business, a couple of the last journalists who were doing a TV report years and years ago when they were trying to promote that bovine. Oh, I remember that. Thing. There's a video about that, about the, from like the Fox News in New York yeah, or something. Yeah, a couple of Fox. Yeah. Fox didn't stand up for the reporters and knuckled under. Right. It, was, it was actually one of the most pathetic yeah. indictments of the news media ever. And, you know, Fox, the great fair and balanced operation. Well, it was, it was uh, to be honest, it wasn't, fo- it was, a local Fox affiliate. It was a local Fox affiliate, yeah. but it was still, you know, Fox. I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. they they besmirched their names. I didn't see them kicked out of the out of the family, as it were. Right. Uh, and and it was because these guys uh, were talking about about the way they were marketing this stuff. And then this was during an era when Fo- where where Monsanto was suing any states or anybody who was putting does not contain BST does not contain BST on the bottles for the same reason. And there was a California never went for it, and so they would it was always on. The labels over time though the product was so it was so distrusted it was they don't even use it anymore if you read on a bottle of milk milk that it says does not contain bst that's because almost no milk anymore because that, that yeah, product it's, it's now fake. become a pro marketing tactic it's to say fa- that. yes exactly now it's just bull crap that they put it on there and in fact i think they have to put it on because people still think that this product is marketed it's gone it's monsanto gave up on it more interesting in this sort of news, Science Daily reports this, which is, I don't know if you ran into this story, about the super weeds. Yeah, I think I smoked some of that. Which is, which is bound to happen if you think about it. Let me just read the first graph of this article, which came out uh, about a month ago. They pop up in farm fields across 22 states. They've been called the single largest threat to production of agriculture that farmers have ever seen. These are super weeds, undesirable plants that can tolerate multiple herbicides, including glyphosate, which is Roundup. Roundup ready. It also costs time and money because the only real solution is for farmers to plow them out of the field before they suffocate corn, soybeans, and cotton. This is, of course, a, a fractal of what happens with the misuse of antibiotics, and you get these superbugs. Now you use this crap on the fields, this, you know, these crazy Roundup uh, uh, product, and now you get these weeds that Roundup won't kill and nothing will kill. Wow, I mean, this is all thanks to this 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 operation and the fact that the, the Department of Agriculture run by who was it run by? 
guy from Monsanto, I believe. Yeah, who was it run by back in the day? It's a Rumsfeld company. Yeah, it's a Rumsfeld yeah, company. The lizard, the lizard man. Lizard. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the fact that nobody has any real oversight, we end up with all these problems that are worse than anything else. And, the, and of course, this new thing with this deadly uh, uh, pathogen that's in uh, going to be in the soil that the cows, it's basically, in the, it's, it's again a Roundup-related thing. There's also a good movie on Roundup. I don't know why they haven't just put a stop to this before they kill us all. Because the Oscars are on. I don't care about dying. Oh, the Oscars? Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't give a crap if I die. The Oscars are on. There's a Kim Kardashian lookalike in the Old Navy commercial. I mean, oh, I heard that. We've I got some that. problems here. <laughs> oh my God, I have uh. an Os- I have an Oscar clip. Why don't you play it under Real News Oscar Blather? Oh, hold on a second. So. And now back to Real News. You're gonna be standing right there with me at the Oscars on Sunday. You are an Independent Spirit Award winner. You've been nominated for so many awards in your amazing. Is Independent Spirit is that a black award? I have no idea. <laughs> That's usually uh, these fuzzy names. In career. So you know the pressure firsthand of walking and working that carpet. But Cheryl Lee, <laughs> you, you get to be there as a voyeur this year. Now you call the Oscars the American coronation. What do you mean by that? I mean that, my God, every year we get to crown a new king and queen of cinema. The court gets to dress up fabulously, and we have bigger hair than Amadeus. <laughs> this is a night that is fabulous, and I got invited to it. Yeah. Who needs a crown when you got the big hair? Is, is that your family laughing in the background? It, sound, no, it sounded that, that, like it. It sounded like Well, this is very interesting because... Um, Actually, one of our CIA operatives, <clears throat> don't mention it, John, because you know, we do have people on the inside there, too. We are real WikiLeakers. We just kind of, <clears throat> we don't want to call ourselves that. We want to be crackpot and buzzkill. Uh, I was attentive to this article in Newsweek, which is in the new issue of, of Newsweek. It's a cover, I think it's a cover story about George Clooney. And uh, it's fantastic because, of course, he's there in Sudan. Uh, apparently, he's completely forgotten about Haiti because his work is done there. Everything's all safe. Everything's all good. We're rocking and rolling, and we're groovy in Haiti. So he's on to uh, to Sudan. I guess he just has to wait for something to happen before he can move to his next target. Um, key, key, key line in this. Celebrity statesmen function like freelance diplomats adopting issue experts and studying policy. This is indeed what is happening. And I predict that on the heels, if not during this Oscar ceremony, we are going to see more and more uh, co-opted and compromised celebrities who will be who will be propagating the agenda under the MK Ultra program, probably. Which is I can't imagine what else Clooney is on. Uh, the same insider has been telling us that uh, you know Clooney can't be a one hundred percent agency guy because uh, the agency frowns on drug use. However, the banging a whole lot of chicks, that actually gets you promoted within the CIA. <laughs> so how do we know that Clooney was a heavy drug user? He said he drank the bong water. whoop de doo That's not drugs. He said, he said that sometimes? Yeah. yeah. No, he said, oh, I did a whole bunch of drugs. And he says, I drank the bong water. Oh, wow, George. You know, that's not. Hey, Clinton smoked dope. Oh, I'm sorry, he didn't inhale. But neither did George. He just drank the bong water. Huh. But very interesting. Remember all of this um, crazy uh, Ides of March stuff that's uh, that's happening. 
you know, that uh, we're all going to die and we're going to have uh, this, uh, this asteroid's going to crash into the Earth, etc. And we were looking for the movie promotion. Yeah. Oh. Find it. How cool is this? This is from TMZ, by the way. George Clooney in Cincinnati on the set of his new movie, just goofing around. He's talking to people, playing with a little bouncy ball, and crushing a man's head with his bare hands. No, he's just kidding. Let's hear about the movie. It's called uh, Idols of March. Ides of March. Ides. Whatever. Clooney's in it. Title don't matter. Point is, it's about a guy running for president. So it's Ides of March, title of the movie. <laughs> it's actually Ides of March. And in it, of course, Clooney is running for president. And, uh, of course, the TMZ did a survey. 70% of Americans uh, think he would be a great president, which he would be. And I'm still not ruling it out. But it doesn't matter because this whole idea of celebrity statesmen is a big, it's a big idea. And I think that they're all over it and onto it big time. I think it's been happening for a while, certainly in the hip-hop community. Um, you know, some say, oh, Illuminati controlled, blah, blah, blah. But this is really what it is. And the celebrities are being co-opted to, uh, to move agendas because the ugly people, that's what politics is, show business for ugly people, they just don't appeal to the mass audience. The kids don't want to hear from them. They don't care. You know, Obama's okay. He's, he's pretty. But, you know, he's kind of losing credibility. Yeah, well, you know, this has been shown time and time again. You watch, like, when Leno does this thing, which is called jaywalking, he, it, one of the things, it's, it, besides showing that the public in general is pretty stupid or ignorant, let's say, uh, the, the one thing it does point out, because he, although he doesn't emphasize this, but it's very obvious if you watch enough of these things, he goes out and he'll ask you, say, he'll show a picture of like John McCain and ask who it is. I don't know. During the election, I don't know who that is. And then they show a picture of any celebrity whatsoever. They know who boom, they boom, are, boom. Yeah, they who got they're it. married yeah, to, yeah, what yeah. they're doing, yeah. what the latest is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's bore, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like well, it's uh, not unbelievable. It's just it is unbelievable. It's to me, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but you're from a different generation. Am as, uh. as as am I, by the way. But it's not. But so that's why I could say it's not unbelievable. But if I was in the in the hot bird seat, if I was calling the shots, if I was stroking the white pussy, I'd be like, yeah, let's get some more celebrities in there. This is this is the way to do it. And all you have to do is promise them, you know, fame, fortune. You know, a spot on the Tonight Show. Yeah, come on, some good money. Success, success, just success. Now, another very disturbing uh, thing happened, and we we have not gotten to this, and I've had been sitting on some analysis from uh, our producer, Eric in Portland, who used to live in Lahore. (laughs) I didn't just call you a whore. Uh, Pakistan. Um, Of course, there's this this, this issue with uh, Ray Davis, Raymond Davis, uh, who uh, killed two ISS, oh, ISI agents. Oh, yeah, we, which I brought up when it very first started, right, when it first right. broke, because I was looking at the Pakistani media, and they were covering it. Well, so there's a lot going on with this, and uh, essentially what happened is uh, January 27th, Raymond Davis kills and shoots uh, two Pakistanis in Lahore. A third one uh, gets killed after being hit by a diplomatic vehicle coming to Davis's aid. By the way, traffic in Lahore is crazy. You can get killed without being haunted, you know, hunted down. It's, just, it's nuts there. Um, so, so this Raymond Davis says, oh, these guys are trying to rob me, so I shot him, uh, so I shot him in self-defense. So then all of a sudden, so first we get the State Department, P.J. Crowley, spokes hole. Uh, who comes up later in a New York Times article, which is important, uh, denies uh, denies knowing anyone. Hey, Raymond, we don't know any Raymond Davis. Hey, Ray, we've never heard of the guy. 
And then later he turns around and says, uh, yeah, I think he did shoot them. Uh, oh, you know, actually, he's a contractor. Because, of course, they need to give him diplomatic immunity. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a contractor, but he's not a diplomat because diplomats aren't allowed to carry guns uh, under Pakistani law. So then on the... So, there's something going on here because they they call in the big guns in February. John Kerry, who, by the way, is the chairman of U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee, met with the Pakistan president, Zardari. He also sponsored the Kerry Lugar bill, of course, which provides $7 billion in aid to Pakistan. So this was not just some little dude who just did something. Right. There's obviously this guy needs to be saved. Whatever. Oh, so going you on. didn't get you didn't you didn't fall you didn't get deep enough into the story to find out what the what the nexus is. Well, well, I ha- well, I ha- <clears throat> you want to? I mean, here's here's what I have. What I have is the New York Times withheld information as requested by the State Department, specifically the same P.J. Crowley, who contacted Executive Editor Bill Keller and said. I do not want you to print the fact that this guy is CIA. And the New York Times sat on this for two weeks. And they still haven't actually said it. They're just saying might be, could be. And this is your media. The government calls up and says... Don't tell anyone he's CIA. He could yeah. get killed. Oh, oh! And the, and the New York Times—they already know he's CIA, so that's bull crap. They don't want the American public to find out that something screwy is going on. I'll tell you what it is. Supposedly, yeah, they gave the guy—he was giving a nuclear bomb. Yeah, he was giving a nuclear bomb to, to uh, an Al Qaeda operative for a false flag event to take place someplace in the Middle East. Right. That that was the that was going to be my zinger, but I guess you had it too. Where'd you get it from? I got it from some Pakistani sources. Mm. You mean, but those guys don't even donate to the show. They're cheap like the Indians. <laughs> oh, man. So here's the New York Times says it was a brutally. They're not as cheap as the Indians. So the Indians are the cheapest in right. the world, from what I can right. tell. Right. When it comes to donating. Yeah, when it comes, they don't donate because they're not charitable. They believe in uh, reincarnation. So they figure if we don't get the money, we don't deserve it. So here's your New York Times. It was a brutally hard call that for some damage the time standing but to have handled it otherwise would have been simply reckless it's a no-win situation one that reflects the limits of responsible journalism's in the theater of secret war wow wow so you can't trust anybody on anything and this is i heard the same thing i heard it was uh he was smuggling a nuclear bomb some terrorist for a false flag event, and uh, he, uh, here's I guarantee you Biden's going to Pakistan next because the Pakistanis are pissed. You know, well, the, yeah, because the two guys he shot were both ISI agents that were on to this because they're very well connected to the Al Qaeda or the Al Qaeda guys. <laughs> no, the Al Qaeda. We just call them Al Qaeda. So yeah, the Al Qaeda. <laughs> and so they were following the guy. He got he saw them. He he got wind of them and he, he killed them. Yeah, he basically assassinated the two guys. Yeah. That's the way this. Well, story I think they're all. The, they might be a little pissed off about the whole nuclear thing in the suitcase. Yeah, I, I mean, you think it could be kind of angry. Hey, what are you guys trying to pull? Hey, here? Hey, what do you? What, well, besides the fact that we keep you know killing people with our drones. Uh, by the way, the best place is during a wedding. Hey, you may get some collateral damage, but at least you get all the dudes you want. We are we we you and I, John, and everyone who's listening to this program in these United States of Gitmo Nation. We are responsible for killing people with drones, and it gets a throwaway line every time. Oh yeah, yeah, we killed some terrorists from a drone. <laughs> killed some terrorists from a drone. We think 
Yeah, it, it, it was a wedding, but who cares? Yeah, some terrorists from a draw. Hey, make a chick. Woohoo! <laughs> Love that. I, I, what, what a life I got. So anyway, uh, I, I, this is very, very bad, and it's, it's going completely unreported. I mean, they're really well, not talking makes, about it. That's the bad part about it. Again, with our compromised media, we get, uh, you know, things, the American public is so unaware, it, it, which makes it very easy to manipulate the public. So you say, let's say that this thing, the guy never shot this ISI, guys, they never got whenever He actually pulled this off, which he obviously didn't because yep. he's not, apparently not as competent as he thought he was. And they did a false flag event, which would have been some nuke going off somewhere in Afghanistan, Pakistan, someplace for some reason. It would have caused all kinds of interesting problems. Yeah, like World oh War Three. It could be World War Three. It could be all, it certainly could be. You think, you think besides some people being dead? All kinds of bad all things could happen. Horrible crap. And it would all be manipulated because it was all a phony deal, a false flag, which is, you know, the worst kind of thing to do. And then uh, and to, to just to manipulate the public. I mean, that's what, you know, I hate to use the term Hitler, you know, managed to do. <laughs> there <but> it is. <laughs> it's done all the time. And it's wow. always used to get all oh, these terrible people. We got to we got to go to war. Sign my son up. Send him. You know. But but you know the New York Times does report on very important things, as reported by Ashley Parker on Friday. The White House made oh, I got to do a breaking news. The White House made history Friday by announcing the appointment of Jeremy Bernard as the first male and openly gay social secretary. Jeremy shares our vision for the White House as the people's house, one that celebrates our history and culture in dynamic and inclusive ways, President Obama said in an email statement, i.e., he's gay. We look forward to Jeremy continuing to showcase America's arts and, arts and culture to our nation and the world through the many events at the White I mean, could you get any more stereotypical? I mean, this is so, it's like, oh, who are we going to have to replace? Remember, because, of course, the social secretary left to go to, um, didn't you go to, like, um, a PR company, Hill and Knowlton, I think, right? She left to, you know, to go and do excellent work there. Like, who could we get? Well, the you know the gays are the, are really pissed off about don't ask, tell, don't tell being fake. What could we do? I know. Let's bring in some queen who can run the altered arts and culture. You know, those gays, they know how to do it. This is really what it sounds like. It's stereotyping, and it's it's insulting. It's insulting to a bi curious male. This is incredibly insulting. Adam Curry by Curious Mail. Anyway, so uh, I know you like that when I do that. It's it's I find there's a I, there's a I, I'm working on myself to get. I know there's some material here. That I can, <laughs> just there's know. a shtick I can get into. And there's a joke in there somewhere. I just have I just, just can't I'm find hurt it by the fact that I can't come up with anything funny as a retort. <laughs> So uh, I have, since we're talking about presidents and things like that, I ran into something interesting on a 60-minute show that ran last Sunday. Um, Scott Brown, and we'll, we all just want to do this before we go on to our thank yous, but Scott Brown, the guy who's the Massachusetts senator who took Kennedy's place, and what, he came out with a tell-all book called Against All Odds or something like that, and it apparently talks about, he talks about like having gone through his parents went through seven or his mom went through seven marriages and divorces they say this at the beginning at the end it sounds like there was only four he was beaten he was abused he was uh, molested as a child by some camp counselor it's all this information it goes on and on and on it's dreadful horrible stuff 
And it goes on, and there's, then I start seeing it, and it's done by Leslie Stahl, who's always got her mouth agape going, really? Really? Oh, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. And, I mean, she's the worst interviewer. She's a, she, for one thing, she's a sucker. Anybody says anything, she never asks a question. She never follows up. She never digs deeper. She's, she's terribly shallow. Anyway, it goes on, and I started realizing, I said to my at some point, because I'm kind of aware, because I've known so many of these people, I, most people have, but I'm always very annoyed by them, the pathological liar. Yes, uh, uh, those irritate me as well. Pathological liars, you know, for one thing, because the, the really good ones will find some way to trick you into getting into a mindset where you start believing their bullcrap stories, and then it's, and for some, and then they they'll they'll never let you know that it's all bullcrap until you figure it out, and then you realize that they're a pathological liar and they just lie about everything. I started getting the sense that this guy, and it with his, he's got dead eyes, by the way, which is the bad sign. That this guy, he's the guy who showed up, you know, as a as a male model in Cosmo and all the rest of it. He was a male model too, but he. Uh, I, I was listening and listening, and then there was kind of a tell. And I, and I said, when as soon as he did this tell, I went, "Oh my God, this is great!" She's t- telling him uh, she's going over the fin- she's finalizing the story, and she's going over uh, the the aspects of the book that you know make his life less private or whatever. And and just listen to his response, and tell me if you could spot the tell that he lets it be known that he's full of crap. And kind of gives it away that he's a pathological liar. Uh, play the clip. You tell me where. It and Ariana, two years younger, is studying veterinary medicine. In his book, Brown laments the loss of his family's privacy since he became a senator. But now, with this book, don't you think it's going to be twice as much? Really? See, I don't think that. But but it's awfully intimate. It's like going on Oprah and <laughs> spilling it all out there. Well, it's, it's, it's who I am. I, I can't hide from who I am. It's what happened. It's, well, you didn't have to tell it. Yeah, but and it's like half-truths. I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'd like to just get it out there. And I want to just make a special thanks to my mom and dad for kind of putting up with me. Mom, dad. Brown says writing his book helped him reconcile with his parents, Judith and Bruce. That's them he's kissing on election night. Uh, His anger is behind him, he says. Did he say half-truths? Yeah. He said half-truths. It's it's half-truths. Yeah, that's what he said right in the middle. He he let it blur out. He kind of glossed it over and continued talking, but out of the blue, he says half-truths. Can we just listen to that again for people who didn't hear? Because I heard it. I laughed immediately. Meant the loss of his family's privacy since he became a senator. But now with this book, don't... Listen to this. Half-truths. I mean, I, he said it's just filled with half-truths. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Okay. You think it's going to be twice as much? Really? See, I don't think that. But, but it's awfully intimate. It's like going on Oprah. <laughs> and spilling it all out there. Well, I, it's 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 who I am. I, I can't hide from who I am. It's what happened. It's well, you didn't have to tell it. Yeah, but and it's like half truths. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, liar. Right, gee, uh, someone in government who's a liar. Oh wow, John. unbelievable! Congratulations! Anyway, we... What a find! Great job! <laughs> Thank wow. you very wow. much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wow. here all the week. Wow, this is uh, whoo boy. Wow, 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 wow. Ah, so they put a whole segment together about this guy. They're like they're pushing him for some, some higher office. 
But but I'm telling you, the story doesn't ring true. It's a it sounds like all bull crap. And then he says it himself with this, which is typical of a of a you know the pathological liar will will give you the clue if you don't if you decide not to pick up on it, then you're really a sucker. I mean, this is I'm actually more even more uh, attuned to this after having been pickpocketed by gypsies in Spain. <laughs> gypsy. You don't know it was a gypsy. Oh, it was. It was an old woman. And I, I'm still not convinced it wasn't a hooker. Well, I've been even, more even, even was, Mickey I wouldn't went, be telling this tale if it was no, a hooker. No, you wouldn't. Even Mickey went, right. <laughs> right. Old woman on the subway. Right. Right. Okay. It was probably a seven-foot tranny. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we get into uh, into thanking uh, the rest of our uh, supporters of this show, great news. President Barack Obama, and, uh, and funny enough, I did not see this on, uh, on CNN or Fox or CBS or NBC. He has signed a three-month extension of uh, the Patriot Act, three key surveillance provisions. Number one, extending. Uh, yes, very good. Very good. Uh, number one, uh, provision number one. Oh, we should do a top ten list. Provision number one allows law enforcement officials to set roving wiretaps to monitor multiple communication devices. Uh, very good. Number two, allows a special court to be asked for access to business and library records that could be relevant to a terrorist threat. Yes, very good. Library. Don't be confused by the word library, by the way. That could be a library. Could be a database for all you can. That's uh, it's to trick you to think. Well, I I, I don't even have a library card. It could be a Google search. Yeah, could, that, that's a library exactly. And the third provision uh, gives the FBI court-approved rights for surveillance of non-American quote lone wolf suspects, <laughs> those not known to be tied to specific terrorist groups. Now this is this John. I think this is the thing. I don't believe that was in the original Patriot Act. No, he probably added it. Well, look, we didn't have lone wolves in 2001. We didn't 2001. have lone wolves until the last couple of years. You're right. So let me so let me just reread this to you. A third provision. It doesn't say, and this is, a, of course, it's Associated Press, so you know, take it for what it's worth. A third provision, which it's even listed separately. It talks about two uh, extended uh, rights, ex, you know, provisions. The third provision gives the FBI court-approved rights for surveillance of non-American lone wolf suspects, those not known to be tied to specific terrorist groups. Now, what is non-American? They're not saying, what What does that mean? It doesn't mean you're not a citizen. What is non-American? I don't know. Probably means of, uh, uh, I have no idea. Woo, I'm a lone wolf. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call myself, hey, uh, I'm Adam Curry. I'm a lone wolf. I'm going to get business cards. I'm a lone you're wolf. A lone wolf. Yeah, I, I, you're a lone wolf oh. in a way. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. So we want to start out with C. Chase McCarthy, sir. C. Chase McCarthy, Tampa, Florida, $125. Shine on you crazy diamonds. Best to to you both, (laughs) Sir Sir Chase. Crazy diamonds, eh? Yeah, that's what we are. Uh, Not lone wolves. We're crazy diamonds. John Atwood. 
John Atwood in Cotter, Arkansas, $119.88. No explanation. It might be in an email. I don't have it. Michael Levin, a new donor from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, guys. Need some karma for my wife. She was not only born on 11-11, but her age plus years, and she was born totals to 111 in 2011. You've got karma. It's amazing. So they donated $111.11. And Adam, can you explain that mechanism? Yes, it's uh, very simple. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a karma thing as far as I'm concerned. But if you uh, take the last two digits of the year you were born in, I was born in 1964. So you take 64 and you add that to the year you, uh, you become this year. So I'll be 47 this year. Well, well wait a minute. That equals 111. In my case, so if that's the so same it, for you, so if it equals one hundred and eleven, then you're you're obligated to donate one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents to the show. Yeah, and if you do that, I'll still give you a soixante neuf. Shane uh, O'Hare uh, in Wasilla, uh, Alaska, uh, which is Wasilla. That's what uh, what's her name's place, isn't it? Isn't that uh, yeah the, from uh, uh, a- Angela Palin? <laughs> Angela Palin. <laughs> Hello from Gitmo Nation. I can see Russia. My, my birthday was on, on Monday. The, my birthday was on Monday the twenty first. I turned twenty two and was born in eighty nine. So I had to donate one hundred eleven dollars. Hell Love yeah! The show. Keep it up. I need a douchebag call out from my friends Bryant uh, Wickle, Justin Stade, and Robert Jeffries and Brennan Blue. They all Douche listen and bag. don't see me. They all listen and give them another one. Douchebag. They all listen and don't even do the $5 donation. Thanks, guys. And Adam, I have an RV for sale for your countrywide trip. It's interesting because Shane Shane sent in a secondary note uh, that I received. I forgot to mention my girlfriend hates your executive blowjob noise. So if you can, for my girlfriend, uh, when you read my donation, please make the wonderful executive sound for us. And I had to think about that for a second. Like, what did they talk? Oh, and then I remembered. I know what it is. I, I think that's the sound he meant. So there you go. Hey, by the way, somebody sent us a note, and I lost the note, or I guess. And it's somebody else who's... <laughs> but I need to put it in your red book. Whose wife uh, hates the uh, biodiversity really? uh, thing to an extreme, and he wants us to play it for her. Oh, sure. How can you not like that? I don't know. I mean, you know, and the funny thing is, I don't understand why these guys and the women, too, are always doing things to annoy their mate and using us as the middlemen. I need a new one. <laughs> By curiosity. Hey. Jordy Ramirez, <laughs> Sir Jordy, as a matter of fact, in Cancun. What a life. Yay. Uh, Mexico. Hi, John and Adam. Just a small donation on behalf of my brother-in-law, uh, Jordy Kikiri Loizaga. To get his started on knighthood, I guess. I, I need to get some karma for the rest of the family since we need it. Thanks for everything. Uh, cheers from Cancun. All right, for the family then. Here we go. You've got karma. I don't know. Very, uh, people need to punctuate their notes better. James LePan Jr. in Mesa, Arizona. Hey, John and Adam just introduced the No Agenda a week ago by my former boss, now co-worker. Look at this. He gave us $111. He's watched, listen to one show. 
I'm Thank now you. in the process of listening to all the back episodes on my uh, on my pod device. It's uh, refreshing to hear someone voice my own disgruntlement at being a resource. I do not believe in <laughs> karma at all. However, I've always dreamed of being a knight, so here's a down payment on my road to knighthood. It heads up. I, a lot of people have always wanted to be a knight, myself included, and I, that's why we're doing that. Hey, and um, I read a note uh, that Eric has... Uh the rings ready now with with or or it's an order no, he's ready to order the rings it's going to take about a month we ha- we hope to be shipping the rings to all the knights in april i am very and if you I'm, haven't if you haven't heard from eric about your ring size get your size them. in or you're going to get a seven <laughs> you know what i'm very excited about this i cannot wait i mean we're going to have ring do we get like a special ring well, maybe you can get some made out of black or something for the black knights and yeah. us i don't know I, i'm very excited about this and and i think that this is this is really you know, we have so many awesome knights out there who've been supporting the show, not just uh, with their with their giving levels, uh, but with information, um, with uh, resources, with yeah, uh, no, the, shelter. The, it's amazing. The, 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 this is more of a community than it is a show. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. But isn't that exactly what what the world is, is going to become? Isn't it exactly what... What people want, they want to be in control of their products and services, and I think that's what's happening here. Is is the the human resources are driving the show in the direction that we are? We're, we're not even really taking. I, I have no agenda. <laughs> Neither do you. We have no agenda. We just, they, wait, they just yeah. give us the agenda. Yeah. Scott Bulin's an example at Monroe, Michigan, one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents. David C. Pugh, sixty nine, sixty nine, North Canton, Ohio. <laughs> use some karma for yeah. a better job. You've got karma. Zachary Thurston, uh, Bountiful, Utah, donated for a birthday call for me. My birthday is March 2nd, turning 20 for my friend Daniel Spencer, who is also turning 20 in March 1st. I'd also to call Daniel out as a douchebag. Oh, no. Douchebag. For listening for over a year and never donating. Yeah, hate that. James Fenwick of Washington, D.C. Uh, also a birthday, right? Yep, he's in the morning, uh, uh, my birthday today. Also got a one-year anniversary for listening, no agenda. I Can I get some karma for my ongoing job hunt? I'm a sysadmin and need some less douchey work. All right, yeah, we love the sysadmins. Here you go, my friend. You've got karma. We do love the sysadmins. Brett uh, Corbett, a new donor from Brisbane, uh, Queensland. Please de-douche me, long-time listener, first-time donor. <laughs> You've been de-douched. People who listen to the show for the first time really must be going like, what, what the hell's wrong with these guys? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and by the way, it's just a reminder to newer listeners, we never invented this douching thing. This hey. was a listener. Hey, in the morning, everybody. How you doing? Woo! In the morning. This is a, this is a listener, uh, uh, what would you call it? initiative. Yeah, we, they start calling each other douchebags. Yeah, what are we supposed to do? Philip Gambling in uh, Bel Air, Texas. Hi, John and Adam. Give up my serious satellite radio subscription. I advise everyone to do that. Yes, have give one. that up. And only listen to podcasts during my daily commute. I don't always agree with all the crackpot theories, but I do value the regular dose of skepticism and media assassination and entertainment, which is why we call ourselves... Uh, Enter assassins. <laughs> I receive... <from laughs> it's, wait, it's assassinatainment. Assassinatainment. He needs a he needs a dedouching. Assassinatainment. You've been dedouched. Joe Esposito, Joe the Dish Slave. Hey Joe. Joe's the one that sent us the mugs, by the way. 
Stockton Cow that you have. Yeah. Fit double nickels yeah. on the dime. Uh, he's uh, he likes. He's glad to hear that he likes the Doug mug you sent along. I hope John will get one when he can. Uh, please give a mention of my podcast, The Ozone Nightmare, and send some uh, karma for his mom. Absolutely. Hey, Mom, here it comes. You've got karma. Norristein uh, in Norway uh, survived the weekend at the cottage, but due to global cooling, there are still plenty of bears around, and he lived through it. Uh, Sir Schnorr, Sir Schnorr. Sir Schnorr, uh, Our North Pole uh, producer. Yes, amazing. Uh, David Lee, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, George Vanderhorst, uh, $50.51 from David Lee. Barry Wilson, Sir Barry, actually, in uh, New uh, South Wales, 50 Peter Totes, Sugarland, Texas, 50 Joshua Dale, Sir da- Joshua in San Francisco, 50 And our friend Chris Geelan. Geelan. Geelan says, Nogwan Shinking and Ich bin Ritter in die Runde Tafel von Gen Agenda. Very good, John. Actually, not, and I'm sure you can translate it, too. It says uh, number one in the morning, uh, something or other. <laughs> no, uh, no. Like no agenda. Uh, no. Nog eens schenking en ik ben ridder in de ronde tafel van geen agenda. So one more donation, I will be a knight of the no agenda roundtable. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Craig Jones. That's the next one. I'm sorry. Craig Jones, Danville, Pennsylvania. And the next one, of course, is beneath the number. So oh, we don't have to worry oh. about it. And okay. uh, then we have some uh, that came in on the transom, which I'll read on the Thursday show. Oh, really? You, well, you teased it. Or- except, okay. except, well, yeah, except oh, for one, fine. which we did have last week, which is uh, Wes Wagner in Fairbanks, uh, Alaska, who we read prematurely at $111.11 last week, but it's his birthday today. Oh, well. Wait, so who is that? Who, who, who is that? Wes Wagner. Wes Wagner. Okay. So, um, cross him off. Isn't it? So, uh, thank you all very much. Uh, your giving levels are nice uh, and beautiful to read. That people are not only donating a larger amount, but getting on one of our programs, our eleven eleven, our five dollar month. The eleven eleven is is a way to go. It's good, uh, good numbers, good karma. As is our lucky thirty. Our $33 boarding ship pass. And, of course, uh, don't forget the Soissons Neuf is available to everybody. I'd love to Soissons Neuf you. Uh, we're going to see if that promotion works. Uh, but it's really important to, uh, it's really important to also uh, look at a, at a monthly because long-term that will sustain us. But it's been a couple of years now, and they're not sustaining. I'm not going to no, complain. It's actually people like to give the bigger amount so they can get talked about, I guess. And, uh, right, but that's that a little egotistical. You have to do both. It, it's really important because otherwise, just, eh, whatever. Yeah, the eleven dollar month one I like. I, I like that too. I think it's. I think it's good. And uh, of course, we have no ads. And I think that what we've shown today is we we have more analysis. Uh, we certainly go deeper uh, and bring stories to light that are at best underreported in the mainstream media, if reported at if all. If reported at all. If reported at all. And uh, the way you can help us is by going to this website. slash n a. Now, of course, that is embedded in your mind. Whenever you drive by a stop sign, you're going to hear... Dvorak.org slash N-A. Oh, it's horrible I did that, but it's going to happen. And uh, I got caught thinking of that the other day, yeah, but too. It's, it's, happen it's very at, annoying. But it's going to happen at a stoplight now. You're going to look at, uh, at a well, stop sign. So you're basically uh, neuro-linguistically programming. Yes, it's called an anchor. So you'll see a stop sign, and you will hear... Dvorak.org slash N-A. Until you give. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then it goes away. 
So uh, <laughs> noagendanation.com is another place to look, and also the noagendashow.com. They have links to the various uh, places where you can help us. Yes, indeed. It's a birthday, couple birthday shout-outs. Wes Wagner, uh, Tom Derry, uh, who uh, is our executive producer today. Uh, his birthday on March 2nd. Shane O'Hare uh, turns uh, turn 22 on the 21st of February. Zachary Thurston uh, turns 20 on March 2nd. And Jason Fenwick, uh, his birthday was on the 24th. Happy birthday to all of you from No Agenda Show, your friends Adam and John. It's your birthday, yeah. So... Um, why don't we take a little breather and listen to, uh, now we slam the mainstream media a lot. I have to say, CBS News did a very, very decent job, although of course it, it's really flying under the radar, about this Project Gunrunner. Uh, now, do you know what I'm t- referring to, John? With- Are you talking about the guy, the guns going across the border yes. and then they came back to shoot our own people? Yes, that is indeed Project Gunrunner. And that, that which looks a lot like a, the, the, the murder of this agent, by the way, looks a little false flagish. Oh, it looks too. like a shut up, like, uh, oh, this guy was going to blow the whistle maybe or something. So, yeah, something's fishy about it. Yeah, so if you haven't heard about this, a uh, quick executive summary is... Um, Apparently, of course, we only know what, what we can research. And I got a couple of producers who are really all over this and are very angry that this is not because this is a huge scandal. Um, the Department of Justice apparently, uh, well, actually, not Department, uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security. That's what uh, ICE falls under and border security. Yep, uh, were smuggling guns or allowing. Let's put it this way: allowing guns to be smuggled into Mexico. Give my nation taco um, in order to jack up the request for funding of their operation. Now, that may be just one of the many reasons. And so this, and this, this has really been breaking in the news because this uh, border agent, uh, Agent Terry, I believe, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's completely, it's, under, it's like, it's, there's no news. It's over, no one's talking about it, shut up. Uh, his family has actually come out in some local news sources and saying, Oh yeah, no, we got a, we got a really concerned call, and then we haven't heard anything after that. You know, I'm sorry, Terry was December fifteenth. I don't know if that's the is that the one. I'm, I may be incorrect. Uh, there's like so many of these guys getting killed, but the fact is, killed with a, a gun from America, and CBS actually did a very good piece on this. Uh, it's five minutes. I, I suggest we take a breather, John, and uh, just listen to this because it's chock full of really good resourced information, uh, some um, sources, anonymous sources, but they're actually on uh, the program talking about it. And it's unbelievable, particularly as the uh, president is trying to bring in uh, a guy into the, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, uh, ATF, uh, who, who may be involved in this in this whole scandal and uh, it's it's just being suppressed i'm sure the new york times got a call hey um it's really important you don't talk about this you know lives are at stake and we really don't want you reporting on it just stay on just you know you know this is pg crowley pj crowley please uh, just uh, you know don't talk about this december 14th 2010 the place a dangerous smuggling route in arizona not far from the border 
A special tactical border squad was on patrol when gunfire broke out and Agent Brian Terry, shown here in a training exercise, was killed. Kent is Brian's brother. He was my only brother. That was the only brother I had. And, uh... I'm lost. The assault rifles found at the murder, similar to these, were traced back to a U.S. gun shop. Where they came from and how they got there is a scandal so large, some insiders say it surpasses the shootout at Ruby Ridge and the deadly siege at Waco. To understand why, it helps to know something about Project Gunrunner, run by ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. Project Gunrunner deployed new teams of agents to the southwest border. The idea, to stop the flow of weapons from the U.S. to Mexico's drug cartels. But in practice, sources tell CBS News, ATF's actions had the opposite result. They allegedly facilitated the delivery of thousands of guns into criminal hands. We wanted to ask ATF officials about the case, but they wouldn't agree to an interview. We were able to speak to six veteran ATF agents and executives involved. They don't want to be quoted by name for fear of retaliation. These are their allegations. In late 2009, ATF was alerted to suspicious buys at seven gun shops in the Phoenix area. Suspicious because the buyers paid cash, sometimes brought in paper bags. And they purchased classic weapons of choice used by Mexican drug traffickers, semi-automatic versions of military-type rifles and pistols. Sources tell CBS News several gun shops wanted to stop the questionable sales, but ATF encouraged them to continue. Jaime Avila was one of the suspicious buyers. ATF put him in its suspect database in January 2010. For the next year, ATF watched as Avila and other suspects bought huge quantities of weapons, supposedly for personal use. They included 575 AK-47 type semi-automatic rifles. ATF managers allegedly made a controversial decision, allow most of the weapons on the streets. The idea was to get intelligence and see where they ended up. Insiders say it's a dangerous tactic called letting the guns walk. One agent called the strategy insane. Another said we were fully aware the guns would probably be moved across the border to drug cartels where they could be used to kill. On the phone, one Project Gunrunner source who didn't want to be identified told us just how many guns flooded the black market under ATF's watchful eye. The numbers are over 2,500 on that case, by the way. That's how many guns were sold, including some 50 calibers that they let walk. 50 caliber weapons are fearsome. For months, ATF agents followed 50 caliber Barrett rifles and other guns believed headed for the Mexican border, but were ordered to let them go. One distraught agent was often overheard on ATF radios begging and pleading to be allowed to intercept transports. The answer, negative, stand down. CBS News has been told at least 11 ATF agents and senior managers voiced fierce opposition to the strategy. It got ugly, says one. There was screaming and yelling, says another. A third warned, this is crazy. Somebody is going to get killed. Sure enough, the weapons soon began surfacing at crime scenes in Mexico. Dozens of them, sources say, including shootouts with government officials. One agent argued with a superior, asking, are you prepared to go to the funeral of a federal officer killed with one of these guns? Another says, every time there was a shooting near the border, we would all hold our breath, hoping it wasn't one of our guns. Then Border Patrol agent Brian Terry was murdered. These are the serial numbers on the two assault rifles found at the scene. They match two rifles ATF watched Jaime Avila buy in Phoenix nearly a year before. 
Officials won't answer whether the bullet that killed Terry came from one of those rifles, but the nightmare had come true. Walked guns turned up at a federal agent's murder. You feel like shit. You feel for the parents, one ATF veteran told us. Hours after Terry was gunned down, ATF finally arrested Avila. They've since indicted 34 suspected gun runners in the same group, but the indictment makes no mention of Terry's murder, and no one is charged in his death. He'd want him to tell the truth, and that's one thing my brother didn't like was a liar. And, uh, and uh, that's what he'd want. He'd want the truth. In a letter, the Justice Department says the ATF has never knowingly allowed the sale of assault weapons to suspected gun runners. There you go. Well, see, the renegade operation, which seems unlikely, or I think the original theory that it's uh, that it's a uh, attempt to get some action down there so they can get some more money to spend. I think that's I think that's what it is. Or the whole thing is bullcrap. Well, every, is, I mean, there's plenty of guns going down there already. Why do they have to seed more guns? I mean, they, I think it's pretty well documented that most of the guns are coming from all these gun shows, and they, there's been special after special after special about the guns flying through Texas uh, from gun shows. So, do you this, think this is a cover for something else happening? Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I can I, I assume because there's it doesn't because there's a that element itself doesn't make sense. There's plenty of guns down there. There's plenty of opportunities to shoot back. Hmm. We saw the special where they're destroying the guns in Mexico you know, they, for some unknown reason because they could be using them for law enforcement, but they're not. I mean, the whole situation down there is fishy. We got guns being destroyed. We got guns coming out of Texas. We got you know the guns flying every which way. There's border skirmishes now and again. It, this, uh, there's a missing piece to this puzzle. Is it just ultimately to stop sale of guns in America? I mean, that's what, that's another thing it could be. That uh, could be because that seems to be that seems to be a trigger. In fact, there's a, that who's that new guy they brought up that they had to they got rid of that there's some gun anti gun ridiculous anti gun nut from uh, yeah from, uh, from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, that that's that that's the guy they don't want to put on the stand because he knows about this. He knows about this, and he's an, and he's crazy apparently. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. So, oh, this is a, this is a good theory. I like where you're going. So, the, although it's all messed up, this theory is being thrown out there to stop uh, this anti-gun guy from getting into uh, uh, into a position to actually take away more guns. That could be. That could be the disinfo. Very interesting. Because when I saw this CBS report, I'm like, wow. I thought this was like a big report that no one was. All, and now all of a sudden, they've got like. Witness, secret witness, you know, sources and they're talking with vocoders and all this. I'm like, wow, really, CBS? I mean, how can our compromised news media actually be reporting uh, properly? Now, this makes sense. This could be the gun lobby throwing this out there. And it's and yeah, I'm sure it happens, uh, but it it's not like that huge a deal. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's the way I, I mean. Cause no, no, I like that. I like that. There's a missing piece of the puzzle, and, and a lot of and, it, and overall, from a meta perspective, looking at the whole story, the big story, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. So, uh, and this, and there is this issue with this guy that they do not want working in the government because he is completely crazy. So this kind of leads into another story uh, reported by uh, Matt Taibbi. Yeah, uh, this is another. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this, this also, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. If you Do have a clip, I may have a clip. I have a clip too. You have psyops USA, and I have psyops General. I I don't know what the difference. Well, is you play mine the and then play yours. This is it's about this. Thanks. Now we turn to a startling allegation about the U.S. military in Afghanistan. 
A reporter for Rolling Stone, the same reporter... We had the same clip, by the way, almost identical length. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Mine is 221, you have like 233. Who's I like the pad. Yeah, it's good. ...profile of General Stanley McChrystal led to the four-star general's resignation has a new story out. In this one, an American general is accused by one of his own officers of using military psychological tactics known in the trade as PSYOPs on U.S. senators to get funding for the war. Our Pentagon correspondent, Jim McLeshevsky, has our report. The explosive charge in an article for Rolling Stone claims the U.S. Army illegally ordered soldiers in psychological operations to manipulate American senators into providing more support for the Afghanistan war. It's amazing. So many news reports these days have the same shooting sound effects. I mean, all I hear is, is just... Brr, brr. Are you coming? You took away the coffee pot to go make some, remember? Are you coming here to get it from me? No. Caldwell in charge. What? No, the, the production uh, meeting here, sorry. ...of training Afghan troops was seeking more money and American soldiers. So soldiers in information operations were reportedly told to target lawmakers with a propaganda campaign filled with favorable news on the training and the war to win their votes. But using psychological operations against any Americans is illegal under any circumstances. Lieutenant wow! I didn't know that. Is it is it the, truly illegal to use that was news to me too? Really? So uh, then we should shut down CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, uh, <laughs> MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News. Shut them all down. It's illegal. We can I bring think it. It's illegal for our own government to do it. Is what they're saying. And, yeah, oh, that's those, what I. Well, duh. Oh, oh, CBS. Oh, yeah. I, I see yeah. what you're saying. Hello, hello. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. New York Times gets a call from uh, P.G. Crowley saying. Don't report this. Is that not psychological psyops? I mean, it's it's a reverse. Well, it's just a matter of opinion. But anyway, yeah, uh, go on. Yeah, let's go. Michael Holmes of the Army National Guard told NBC News he refused to follow the order because we weren't going to do it. We just flat out drew a line in the sand and said we're not going to do this. This is illegal, flatly. The information campaign was reportedly aimed at the Senate leaders in military affairs. Senators John McCain, Carl Levin, and Jack Reed. Even Joint Chiefs Chairman Admiral Mike Mullen. What was the intent? Uh, were there any regulations violated? If there was, there has to be suitable punishment for violations. But when Holmes objected, he was shocked by the response from one commander. He screamed at me. Literally, he screamed at me in front of witnesses and said, if I tell you to do it, you, it's not it's not illegal anymore. It was just crazy. It was it was surreal. And in Intelligence fact, experts agree because you've got people trained in propaganda whose job it is to bamboozle the enemy, uh, apparently attempting to bamboozle senators. Hey, this is great news, John. We don't have to kill Al Qaeda. We just got to bamboozle them. I think we have been bamboozling them. <laughs> Let's bamboozle them. Pentagon officials say it's not clear there. We've got to out hustle and out bamboozle everybody. Was ever any intent to manipulate anyone? But to make sure, General David Petraeus has ordered a three-star general Woo! to conduct a full investigation. Jim McLeshevsky, NBC News. <laughs> so, uh, woo! That that means a lot to me. I mean, yeah. what, the four stars weren't available? It's not not such a big deal, apparently. So, uh, two star would have done. So it. this is Matt Taibbi, and. Um, 
and and he has an agenda, and uh, I like it. I like a lot of it, but yeah, it's we've we've talked about this before and tried to deconstruct where he's coming from. And I think the last time we discussed him when he went after McChrystal, and of course then Laura Logan went after him, and then of course they beat the crap out of Laura Logan recently. So so she won't say anything this time. Wait a minute, I almost forgot. Is Laura Logan the one who got sexually assaulted? Well, now they, they, they the sexual assault is has been dropped from the story. No, 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 no. It was sexually. It was everyone said, "Oh, rape, 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 rape." It was sexually assault, and now I guess she got pinched in the ass and slapped around. Yeah, and her top was taken off. So, <laughs> well, by at least, standards. hey, my brothers, <laughs> my brothers. So she, she was slapped around, but you know, right. she's the one who went after Taibbi on a bunch of network news stations, saying he's not qualified, he's an idiot, and meanwhile, he seems to be working for either the we thought maybe the Pentagon. Because of the nature of the right. way he's right. taking these stories on, and she was like making a lot of noise about it because she had her inside thing, and now she had the shit beat out of her, and so so we can assume that there may be, uh, you know, she won't be talking again. No, I think she K-A-B's learned her lesson. Got- and by the way, don't send me nasty emails about this. Like, oh man, don't downplay it. Hey, no one was crying when Anderson Cooper got bopped in the head ten times. No one was like, oh, that's horrible. Now all of a sudden it's like we're, we have to be all sexist about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I'm not a big. I, yeah, I've, I've had questions about this woman anyway, but in terms of her, uh, she's a showboater. She's uh, I, the whole story could be bogus for all we know because she's been. Uh, she's just one of those. You know, she she's. I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it. But the fact is, she went after Taibi, and I thought it was unfair. And uh, now Taibi's got this story, and I'm thinking that this is like a this was another piece of the puzzle to get us out of Afghanistan somehow. Could be, uh, and get us get been, us into Pakistan. Well, I don't even know if that's what we want to do. All I know is that they they've been doing these. They've been trying to slam the Afghanistan operation because it's a waste of time and money, and and it's been the Pentagon that seems to know better to get the you know it's this. There's some some battle going on between these various. Are you government- sure? I'm, I'm still thinking CIA is involved. I'm still thinking CIA is probably feeding Taibi because they really want to run the show let's discredit everything the army does yeah well see here's what i have here's why i have a problem with that and i think i had a problem with the first time you thought that because because your premise is is that the cia is funding a lot of its operations with the poppy money uh in afghanistan and so they're taking that money and distributing it all over the place uh, and spending it and they need us to be in afghanistan the 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 pentagon this is my theory the pentagon says we don't want to be there anymore we're getting people killed you guys can find some other the way to get this funding we want to get out yep. so the battle is between the cia and the pentagon to get out or stay in or get out or stay in and taibi seems to be on the get out side which doesn't seem to be on a cia uh, uh, path it's well no i disagree a- cia you know they have discretionary I, I funds the cia wants the, the government out they want to have the soldiers protecting those poppy fields hmm. right now you have a good point maybe there's a third uh, party in here that we don't there know about be. There could be a third party. You know, I finally saw Salt last night on DVD. Oh, Salt. I want to see it. Is it any good? Well, what's interesting, remember it came out at the same time as, what is it, Anna Chapman, the hot Russian spy who was yeah. in a sleeper cell? The yeah, entire movie is exactly that. It's about her? It's exactly about a sleeper cell, you know, it's like the, the AKs. Oh, so the whatever whole thing was rigged. Total promotion. And her payoff, of course, she gets, you know, like... A government job and uh, laundry. Really? Line so it's just pictures. about the Russian spy. Totally. It's it, Angelina Jolie is a Russian. Spy. It turns out to be you know, a defective. The movie a, was a flop. It didn't work. It was miscast. 
But the minute I saw Gary Sinise in there, I'm like, well, he did it. Of course, he's the guy that's the real evil guy. It was so obvious. This whole movie was miscast. And 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 uh, not to be sexist, but you put Angelina Jolie in a movie, I got to see at least uh, just at least one kissing scene. I mean, there's no love scene, no shower scene. You know, no wonder. I mean, that's that's just a fact of life. Angelina Jolie, you, she's a beautiful woman. You've got to portray some of that sexiness, not just having her kick guys' ass all the time. And it's not all that sexy. Mm. It was miscast. It, it the, you know the story like meh meh. You know, it's like, okay, I, I knew you know, 10 minutes in, it's like, oh, Gary Sinise is going to wind up being the evil guy. Otherwise, why they put him in there? Miscast. Dumb. Dumb movie. And that All was right. your Oscar wrap-up, everybody. Hey! <laughs> they did get nominated for anything. I got, a, I, got, <laughs> I got one more. It's a long clip, but I got one more real news item if we can shift gears. Yeah, absolutely. We loves us some real news. And now, back to real news. Big scandal, big scandal breaking. Uh, uh, Lady <laughs> wait Gaga. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Big scandal breaking. Lady Gaga. Our man on the street, John C. Dvorak, has the latest about Lady Gaga. John. Lady Gaga was seen with a little boy <laughs> in an odd situation. Play the clip. Well, there is even more big news breaking today, including the brand new Lady Gaga photo shoot revealed today, and it's got a lot of people in an uproar. Lady Gaga did this shoot for a new ad for a t-shirt line, and as you're about to see, Gaga is in one erotic pose after another. All of a sudden, after these erotic poses, you see her holding hands there with that small boy. Let's roll that. John, what am I listening to? Wait, wait, did they cut? I, I would have cut this out, but I just... This is horrible. No, did, did, well, well, no, go back, go back. And there's some things here that we're not showing you, but the, these were these risque poses, and then as you see, she's holding hands with the boy. I, I gotta believe that the kid wasn't present when Gaga was touching herself in a way that would have been inappropriate for a kid to be present. Let me bring in Kay Fox. <laughs> Kay is a New York radio host with the Hot 97. Hot 97, not the radio host. Hot 97. <laughs> morning show here in New York City. But Kate, whether or not this boy was in the room, do you think it was wrong of Gaga to include him in obviously a risque photo shoot, a risque commercial? Well, I wouldn't necessarily have my child if I did have a child in front of Gaga or her concert. <laughs> of course, so I, don't have I think no child. it was wrong in some ways. But if you think that photo shoot was very here risque, wait. <laughs> Until you see her concert at HBO. I actually went to the concert at Madison Square Garden, and this is nothing compared to what she actually does on but stage. Were there- right. It's a promotion for HBO, for her show yeah. on HBO. It's a big plug for HBO. Now, Lady Gaga with Pito Bear, now on HBO. Woo! Unbelievable. It goes on and on and on. But this but is this really is good. I'm, I'm glad you do this, because this point, so this is easier for people to understand. This is the uh, the poor man's version of what happens in politics, is... Yeah, and what happens actually in in all types of uh, psyops, which is what we're under, we're under psychological warfare all the time. Is they'll make this big con- controversy about Lady Gaga, you know, posing sexy in front of a small boy. Woo! Uh, unlike the commercials you see on television, and uh, and then it's like it's to promote a, an HBO special. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's unbelievable, is what it is. Wow. 
Yeah, good I one. just got the biggest kick. I'm watching this. I'm watching oh, That was a Gaga thing. Let me check it out. And then she says, if you think that was bad, wait until you the see CBH her on HBO special. Woo! Woo! All right, let's do a little bit of... Uh... Here's the stories we're tracking. You can find it all in the show notes at noagendashow.com. Uh, thanks again to the producers who were on our uh, No Agenda News Network system. Going to be opening this up soon to all producers, uh, but first the uh, the test group will go for a couple more uh, um, a couple more weeks, and uh, we now have a uh, a site. I don't have a snappy dona- domain name for it. I need that uh, right now. It's uh, currycloud.com slash n n a n n a n n No Agenda News Network. Uh, it's just kind of a test, but it's working out pretty well. It's a continuous flow of stories, a river, if you will, uh, just the continuous of all this type of stuff, which also shows up on the show and in the show notes. It'll help you uh, help us and help yourself by, hey, this is what's tracking. Let me see if I can find something, because, uh, of course, we ultimately have the ecosystem that uh, our national treasure could only hope to have um, and that uh, they receive fraudulent, uh, fraudulently receive endowments uh, for billions this, of dollars. billions of dollars. Uh, when really, uh, a you don't really need it, and b well, John and I could use it, but uh, it doesn't matter because it works, and I'm very proud of it. And we we are changing something in the world in our small little way. Uh, the United States of Europe says uh, passengers uh, and polluters will pay for uh, all the green taxes. Oops, I mean, uh, um, what do you call them? Uh, credits. Credits, carbon, yeah. cr- carbon credits. Funds will be raised from diversified public and private sources and wider application of, quote, user pays. This is a new one. User pays. What's that? It's a user pay. <laughs> this is this is such doublespeak. Oh, you mean a fee? No, no, it's a user pay. Yes, yeah, so it's, yeah. Yeah, user tax. Yeah. A fee? No, no, User pay. User pay. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay then. Um, nitrogen pollution is now the latest uh, greenhouse gas. Yes, nitrogen pollution causes profound environmental impacts, including smog, acid rain, forest dieback. Wow. Coast, yeah, forest, shut up, slave. It's forest dieback, coastal dead zones, biodiversity loss, stratospheric ozone depletion, and increased greenhouse gases. You it must be talking about nitrogen trioxide or something like that. It also affects human health, including respiratory disease and an increased risk for birth defects, which I, I think would be a great reason to keep it. Uh, kill more uh, slaves so we get to the 500 million. But they have a, there's a tool, actually, to calculate your nitrogen footprint. We have and, a nitrogen footprint? Yes. <laughs> a nitrogen footprint. Where did you get this? This is you were reading a hoax. No, it's the International Nitrogen Initiative. Go to I nit- ho- go to it's got hoax written all over it. Go no, go to uh, well, let's take a look at it. Initrogen.org. Okay, Initrogen.org. And uh, let me see overview. Let me see who's behind this. Purpose, history, strategy, sponsors. Who's sponsoring this? Someone's got scope. It's something I would do. The oh, this is a. The, oh, VROM, the Dutch Ministry for Housing, Spatial Planning, and Environment. Interesting. International Geosphere Biosphere Program, the IGBP. This is awfully elaborate hoax. And, yeah, and SCOPE, the Scientific Committee on Problems of the Environment. Oh, strategy. Oh, management. Let's look at management. Who's in the management man, of this thing? I'm, I'm still saying hoax. No, I don't think so, man. You can't, you can't just, like, put up these names 
International Nitrate is a, is a has a core office, a steering committee. Oh, boy. No, well, you have to have a steering yeah. committee. Someone has to <laughs> drive has the to car. Drive. A scientific advisory committee and associated consultants. Mm. We could become that. A SAC. It's a, it says scientific associated consultant. Hey, I'm a SAC with the uh, nitrogen <laughs> initiative. Six regional offices, core offices located University of Virginia. <clears throat> Jim Galloway runs the day-to-day, day-to-day operations of the INI. Oh, this is a real deal, man. This is not a joke. INI. It sounds like an d- d- intelligence agency. The nitrogen. Yeah, there's a purpose. The nitrogen paradox. Nitrogen, one of the five major chemical elements that are necessary for life. That's why we have to outlaw it. Well, nitrogen is the most abundant of these. More than 99% of it occurs as molecular nitrogen, or N2. Well, listen. L- b- before I even read this, I know how this works. Because... Uh, the, this is why it's called carbon credit. Carbon sounds dark and dirty and nasty, and that works. We got to get rid of carbon. Nitrogen, nitrogen bomb. Hey, we got we can't have no nitrogen. nitrogen bomb. That's why they use it. This is people are stupid. And nitrogen, yeah, I don't think nitrogen is good. It can be made into a bomb, right? Yeah, we, we should get rid of that. Uh, breaking the triple bond, holding two you, nitrogen. It, oh, it bo- bo- yeah, what? The Environmental Protection Ecosystem Services Research Program seeks an individual. This is your that that dumb woman who runs the EPA to contribute in to the one that wears too much makeup and, and is glib to an ongoing multi-year effort to characterize N-related ecosystem services and human impacts on these services within the U.S. What the hell does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's gobbledygook. It's just taking it's double money. Speak. It's, Play the it's, doublespeak thing again. Jesus, this is terrible. Yeah, well, unfortunately. It's, it's the double-double-double-double-speak of the week. The double-double-double-double-speak of the week. Yeah, it's bad. Unbelievable. Anyway, go on. Anyway, so nitrogen is, of course, yeah. Because, now, the climate gate investigation has cleared all U.S. scientists, just so you know. They are, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Science is in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Science! science! Yeah, this is according to the, for us. Yeah, to the uh, compromised Huffington Post. Uh, a news investigation into a new investigation into the climate gate controversy has exonerated, <clears throat> exonerated U.S. scientists of any what wrongdoing. What they accused of. I'm sorry? What exonerated them from what? Of any wrongdoing. What wrongdoing? There was no wrongdoing. They were just lying through their teeth, and they and they and they're part of a of a overall scheme to to rape the public coffers with the phony baloney carbon credit. What's there? What's there's no wrongdoing. Well, why don't you take that attitude and go t- goodbye, darling? I love you I, so much. Will you marry me one day when I'm divorced? When and I'm, use the and use the night ring. When, when, when I'm divorced, will ring. you marry me? What? And and can I give you a night ring as the ring? Uh, no. Well, I got to deny it on that. Yeah, okay. Thanks, honey. Enjoy. Bye. Look out for Oscar traffic. It's lethal. Okay. Uh, the probe... So that attitude, Mr. Dvorak, should be taken straight to Senator James Inhofe um, of the Commerce Department, uh, the uh, who asked the Commerce Department's Inspector General to conduct this probe... And uh, and there's been completely. This is of course a part of the uh, CR, the Climate Research Unit uh, uh, emails, and uh, we're all clear. We're all clear. Our scientists are good. Our scientists good. European scientists, man, I don't know. So uh, they're clear. Just want you to know. Now, now, that's nothing, John. Scientists such as oh, I got to do that. The science is in. Matthew Waldor, scientists such as Matthew Waldor in this report, uh, who was an infectious disease expert from Harvard University, 
uh, are saying because of global warming, we will see more cholera outbreaks. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, luckily, let's pick, let's pick a disease that's in the news and let's just use that. <laughs> it's great. These guys are so great. What so should I, we use? What, what, what should we use? Well, what's, yeah. what do you, let's do a let's do a Google search and see what's trending on Twitter. Yeah. Cholera in Haiti. Okay, let's use that cholera. You just incorporate cholera somehow. Uh, and luckily, there's a vaccine on the way. No, there is a vaccine. What am I saying? There's a vaccine, and it's very expensive. It's we don't been around know. forever, and apparently, it's extremely painful. I've asked that because when I travel once in a while, you go to some areas where you're actually required to have a vaccine. So I had a yellow fever vaccine, which was supposed to be bad. But but they said, and you know, I said, that kind of hurts. And he goes, oh, had, you I never had, had a cholera vaccine. You'll be sore for a month. When I was stupid and a slave and I went to Iraq, they gave me that too. They, I, who knows what they injected me with? What, I didn't yellow question. fever? Yeah, yellow fever. Yeah. I got like three injections. I don't remember what it was. You don't want to get yellow fever. Probably better get the injection. Yeah, but Yeah. No. It, it was a requirement. They wouldn't let me go. Yeah. Well, I think they funny. shot me up with nanoparticles. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I like, believe they probably did. Yeah. It's like. Knowing you. Yeah. They, oh, we got Curry on the radar. Oh, he's still up there in the Hollywood Hills. I don't worry. I don't worry. That silly little internet thing. We'll just discredit him as a crackpot. It's a and, crackpot. And they already tried to mess me up with, you know, tax invasion and all that stuff. They've tried to get me for so long. Well, that's because you're... I got a big mouth. Troublemaker. Yeah, troublemaker. But once I got off the the mainstream media troublemaking bandwagon, they don't care yeah, about Yeah, once you go underground with yeah, these shows like care. the one we no, do here, care. No Agenda, which we hope that people support. Yeah, they don't care. Uh, to put a plug in. They, they, nah, they, you know, they just think it's a bunch of nutcases that listen to us anyway. But NASA is actually saying um, that nuclear warfare could reverse global warming. Yeah, I read that. I saw that one too. I didn't, I wasn't going to go into that because it just seemed like, oh, brother. Well, I I couldn't help it because it, a lot of people are are like, wow, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, it sounds to me like a setup for the well for triggering well, a nuke. The good, here's the good. <laughs> here's news the good news. <laughs> we're the attack, it, we're really sorry for the. Flag. We're really sorry for the people of Pakistan. But here's the good news. <laughs> so here's the. Nuclear bomb kills 9 million in Pakistan, but there's good news. Hey, global warming is over, everybody. The science is in. Science. And, of course, it would be blamed on the Taliban. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. Um, it was an interesting Facebook page that was pointed out to me. Uh, you know me and Facebook. Not, oh, yeah, you're not big friends, on Facebook. Not friends, but... Uh, this Facebook has a page of the dead slash jailed slash missing scientists and individuals affiliated with the BP oil disaster. And oh, we got a Deadpool. Yes, we do. And uh, you and I have discussed, I think, pretty much every single story. Uh, let's just run down the list for a second because it's kind of interesting. Uh, February 17, 2011, uh, LSU scientist Gregory Stone died 54, unknown illness. January 26, 2011, Anthony Tremonte, 31, Mississippi Department of Marine Resources officer from Ocean Springs, arrested on child porn charge. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a classic. That's a classic. Hey, by the way, and I want people to watch, there's a good, you know, there's a lot of good TV on, there's a lot of crappy TV on, but the show, I think it's called Chicago Code. Am I getting the title right? Yeah, I I think that's it. Yeah, Chicago Code, yeah. 
uh, is about uh, corruption in Chicago, about this one guy in particular, and they do and to, and to make things. They do a whole episode on on setting some guy up with some phony baloney child porn. They found it in his garage, <laughs> and uh, it's a, the easiest thing in the world to do to somebody. Right. Um, Dr. Thomas B. Manton, former president and CEO of the International Oil Spill Control Corporation, uh, imprisonment and subsequently murdered while jailed. That's uh, January 19th. December 31st, 2010, uh, John P. Wheeler III, of course, uh, former Pentagon official, presidential aide, and a defense consultant and expert on chemical and biological weapons, was beaten to death in assault. Uh, of course, a uh, body discovered in uh, uh, Wilmington Landfill. Uh, James Patrick Black, November 23rd, uh, incident commander for BP's Gulf of Mexico oil, response, oil spill response team, died near Destin, Florida in a small plane crash. We reported on that. That was barely reported at all. Very, yeah. Chitra, uh, I think it's Chit- Chitra Chanhan, I think she's Indian, uh, 33 years old, code. Worked in the USF Center for Biological Defense and Global Health Infectious Disease Research. Found dead in an apparent suicide by cyanide at a Temple Terrace hotel. She leaves behind a husband and young child. Sure. Uh, November 2010, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Gardner, Lakeland, Florida. Swan expert who ran into legal trouble over an expired prescription license has closed his practice investigating unexplained bird deaths near near Sarasota. Abruptly and immediately closed his practice. And apparently his investigation to the deaths of swans suspected to be impacted by the BP oil disaster. No one has heard or spoken with him since. Uh, Ted Stevens, of course, of Alaska, longest survive, uh, serving Republican senator in history, uh, died at 86 of the uh, de Havilland uh, DCA, DHC3 uh, otter crash uh, up in Alaska. Uh, Stevens was the recipient of a whistleblower's communications relative to the BP oil disaster blowout preventer and uh, a conspiracy of secrecy to hide the facts from the public. Uh, Matthew Simmons, 67, body found in his hot tub. Remember that? He pulled the cover over himself and committed a suicide in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Uh, yeah, we covered a lot yeah, of we these, covered all but these. we never put them together like this. And then uh, scientist Joseph Morrissey, 46, cell biologist, college professor, uh, a native Floridian who chose to return to South Florida after studying at uh, elite elitist universities was fatally shot during what police say was a home invasion robbery there you go so that's a nice little list but that's a big list but you have to wonder now what is the cover-up i mean why are they killing all these guys let's assume that these let's assume 70 i mean you can say well it's just a coincidence because you take any group of people a bunch of them die but this is a little bit too much so we have to assume that something's up so if something's up what yeah but one of them knows they're dead now, so I guess we'll never find out. <laughs> the hot tub guy was the most disturbing to me. That really that pissed me off. I don't. I'm not liking dying in the hot tub. Yeah, you go, you go in there. They, they maybe they just you know a bunch of big goons come in, tell you to stay in the hot tub, and then they put the lid on, and then they just wait till you're dead. <laughs> they sit on it. Hey man, get off get off the lid, dude. Uh, from the uh, whoops. How could oh, that you, happen? Oh, you say that because you have a hot tub. Up yeah, there. Uh, with a lid. Uh, oh, well, yeah. get, put, I don't know what to tell you. Kick <laughs> a gun in the hot tub. So shoot holes up. Shoot up. <laughs> shoot up. <laughs> After Jeopardy, IBM moved supercomputer onto medical research. There it is. As we uh, kind of predicted, IBM and Nuance 
uh, speech recognition products vendor have announced a five-year research agreement to explore ways for the healthcare industry to tap into the capabilities of IBM's Watson supercomputer, along with the Columbia University Medical Center. So what's next, of course? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, is uh, IBM Watson supercomputer is going to get the climate research contract, and you literally will hear, I am Watson. Hey, climate change is real. The science is in. I guarantee you. And people are like, oh, man, the, that computer <coughs> yeah, went on that Jeopardy, was, man. Uh, you, it's the truth. I think that's in the red book. Yeah. Uh, quick trip around Git, Gitmo Nation. No, it's uh, not. Let me write it in there. I got to write it in the book. Uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, the government is uh, says they will determine this year whether to uh, bring in the electronic ID card for all the uh, human resources, or would you just call them slaves? Uh, they're also bringing back uh, military from Afghanistan. And uh, the uh, Department of Defense thinks it's a good idea to use these uh, military personnel on the streets of uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. What? Yeah, yeah we've got to put them on the streets. They'll be useful. <laughs> I know. It's lovely. Uh, and uh, drones now flying above the city of Nijmegen. Uh, there's a border there, actually, with, uh, I think, Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Uh, and the Ministry of Defense is testing drones. So enjoy that, you slaves over there. Gitmo Nation reindeer, Finnish government, uh, requesting spyware powers so that they can install rootkits and spyware and track people without a warrant. And it uh, looks like they're going to get it. Uh, Gitmo Nation brown cheese, Denmark. Minister there is calling for free sterilization for addicts. If you're addicted to alcohol, uh, we should cut your nuts off, but particularly women. <laughs> <laughs> because, That's a good one. Because addicts tend to have uh, deformed children, apparently. Do they now? Yeah, that's what they say over there. Gitmo Nation sprouts. Uh, wow. <laughs> There's an excess of 400 uh, ankle bracelets with GPS trackers. They had, it's, 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 what a waste of money, they're saying over there. My God, we have 400 Gitmo Nation jewelry bracelets, and we haven't used them. So there's a big scandal. Uh, Gitmo Nation, Great White North, uh, U.S. drones will be uh, patrolling the Quebec border, everybody. So if you're out of line, we're just going to put a Hellfire missile up Wait here. Wait a minute. You mean, what, you mean they're, they're, they're patrolling the border between Quebec and Ontario? This is the crazy thing. Thank you for picking that up. This is a French article, so I'm reading the uh, from Le Devoir.com. So I'm reading the Google translation. U.S. drones to the Quebec border. Uh, Canadian federal government closes the border posts between Quebec and the United States. U.S. Oh, there is a border with Quebec and the United States. There is? I don't know of the one. That's interesting. U.S. authorities go into overdrive and use of sophisticated drones to spy on the border. The authorization process is worrying lots of people. Yeah, no crap. Uh, Is there a border between the U.S. and Quebec? I'm looking. There must be some. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess there, there is. Little, there is a little bit, right? Yeah, around yeah. Maine and uh, right. I guess upstate New York. So it looks like we're going to be flying drones up there. Hey, Let welcome sure. to Drone Nation, everybody. Let we're no sure. better than the lowlands. This is horrible. This is crazy. Uh, meanwhile, Greece is selling off more <laughs> of Greece. <laughs> They are drawing up a list of state assets they will sell off, which, of course, will be beautiful islands uh, for sale to the elites. That's going to be great. Get yourself an island on the cheap. 
And uh, what we're all looking forward to is the advisor who will soon be named, who will be drawing up this list of state property assets, which will be sold to reduce debt, according to the finance minister of Gitmo Nation, Suvlaki. Uh, government plan privatization sales, which is code for selling your islands to elitist pricks, uh, probably worth 15 billion euros with another 50 billion euros by 2015. This is groovy. This, huh. this, this, is, this is how it works. Uh, we've got uh, the banks throwing your country into tremendous debt. I mean, seriously, this is Goldman Sachs. This is J.P. Morgan. This is this is a good maneuver. I, I and mean, that, it's, and it's, the, it's yeah, admirable. The, yeah, and then when when your when your government steals the money, and then they can't pay it back, they sell off your islands. What's good for the banks is good for the country. Yes. Woohoo! What's good for the banks is good for the country. And uh, I had one more. There's a there is quite a uh, storm brewing in Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Uh, and the Germans, uh, they're not taking this crap. And they actually have a great, people are protesting and holding up their shoes. Yes. There's a shoe revolution going on in Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Uh, the minister of, oh, I forget which minister he is, uh, Guttenberg. So it turns out uh, uh, he uh, plagiarized his Ph.D., with oh uh, yeah, with yeah, the plagiarized document, hilarious. And it turns out there's a lot of. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did that. They don't just run, fire the guy. They don't run him out of town. No, why do that? And uh, and so the uh, the the human resources of Gitmo Nation Deutschland are peed off. Like, well, this is no good. And it's young kids, and they're holding up their shoes. Uh, I don't know if they're throwing them yet, but they should. I I I really believe this is the way to go. It's so insulting. Uh, it's just a beautiful thing. So uh, please throw your shoes, kids. And, uh, wow, I think with that I have just about depleted all the things we needed to talk about. Uh, well, there's one little element. I do want to make a correction. Somebody sent in a note saying it's Lee Schreiber, not Gary Sinise in the movie Salt. Really? I thought it was Gary Sinise. Yeah, well, that's what he says. Really? And it doesn't show. He doesn't show up on the... Uh, IMDB. So he looks like Gary Sinise. I don't know. Does he? So uh, and do we have any thirty three, thirty three, thirty three? Oh yes, no, of course. How how silly can I be? We have some good thirty threes. Um, There's one somebody sent us a clip from a CSI. Uh, yeah, CSI, and the guy walks into a room and has three 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 on the door number. I don't know what the point of it is, well, but that's what they did. But then you also see it uh, in the reflection. Yeah, it means uh, something. We don't know. We don't know, yeah. by the way. We're going to talk about, for new listeners, we have this thing about the the code 3330 or 333 specifically. But uh, we don't know what this means. We just think it's a, it's a sign or a, or a code, or a code. code or something to indicate something was accomplished. We don't know. It's all good. Uh, railways net revenue, and this is not uh, railways in general. This is um, railways in, uh, it's Indian railways. Grows thirty three percent with their net revenue. This, of course, is uh, under the uh, "trains good, planes bad" uh, moniker. And I do have I do have one clip uh, regarding that after we play the jingle. Hello, All the, oh, hello jingle. All aboard! Trains good, planes bad. <laughs> this is uh, from Bloomberg Television. If there's anything more boring than C-SPAN, it's Bloomberg Television. <laughs> yet we watch it so you don't have to it's part of our job here part of what you support uh what your support goes towards is the time it takes 
and you know it's hard because it has a very small window of video and the rest is like all kinds of distracting you know banners and streamers and tickers and uh, it's a it's a mind meld this is uh, our secretary of transportation uh ray la hood who of course is a gangster otherwise your name isn't la hood and um he's responding to uh, Florida, there were two other states who were rejecting this uh, high-speed rail money that uh, El Presidente uh, Obama has uh, made available. Now, there's a couple, there's nothing really super revealing in here, but it is kind of nice to hear the real story. And the two things I'd like to point out are, one, uh, he, he says this is, nowhere does he say this will be great for moving the slaves around. He says this is a jobs bill, this is to get people to work. Uh, this is just great for the economy. This is about getting people to work. He's not actually saying this will be a profitable venture and people will like to take trains. Well, he does actually say Americans want to have the trains run on time. Where have I heard that before? Yes. Tell me. Mussolini. Thank you. Mussolini. Exactly. And the other thing he says is he, he says that... Uh, Do you realize this is the first show we, we mentioned both Mussolini and Hitler? Yeah, it's good. We're getting really good. Uh, I thought that it was $8 billion that the president made available. But now LaHood is talking about $11 billion. And that's, I thought it was 52 And that's, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's confusing. I don't know what, what money is what. And of course, it's money that doesn't actually exist. I thought it was $52 billion. I don't know, but do you want to listen to LaHood? And uh, sure. yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to hear him. He's basically saying... Baloney. These guys are stupid. Well, you'll laugh when you hear what he says. The high-speed rail. We talked to Governor Scott of Florida, who turned down a uh, federal grant because he said there it, it would bilk the taxpayers of Florida. There are oh, there are always cost overruns. They never make money. It could cost anywhere from two to four to, to three billion dollars for the state of Florida. I don't know of another person in Florida that agrees with that. I don't know of another economist, another person that's looked at the plans in Florida. Uh, a lot of smart people have put these plans together. Uh, there would have been no financial uh, liability or responsibility to the taxpayers of Florida. That John, there's not another person anywhere. Not one not single one person. Not one single person. Just, uh, only that guy. It's only the governor of Florida and of course smart people put this together. Who are you, you stupid slave? Others were going to assume responsibility for the direction of high-speed rail. What does that mean? Others were going to assume the responsibility. What, what others? What, what does others? that mean? The others from Lost. It's the others. <laughs> it's the others, you know, the others this with guy, the submarine. This guy's terrible. I don't know of anybody else except for the governor who thinks that this would be a bad deal. Uh, what? No, he doesn't know anybody. Ray LaHood, the Secretary he of Transportation. What about the guy in Wisconsin? Or no, the, he doesn't know the anybody. The guy. No, the, he he I don't know anybody. Anybody at all. Not Two billion dollars. What? He doesn't know one person. He's Not never heard of such a thing. No, he doesn't go to cocktail parties, apparently. To begin high-speed rail, people have been working on it for 20 years. It would have put an enormous number of Floridians to work. It would have helped people that are unemployed. It would have helped the economy. Uh, so he, he's the Lone Ranger on this. Have you tried to persuade him? The Lone Ranger. Wow. Interesting little meme there. I have tried to persuade him. And unsuccessfully. Correct. Yeah. He, Two other governors have turned down these grants, too. I mean, is this a trend? Well, wait a minute. That can't be because he's never heard of another guy who did this. <laughs> in Florida. No, only if he's spoken oh, he, also said, he, he also said, if you, if, you listen, if you parse the last time he said it, he doesn't know anybody. anybody. He didn't say just in Florida. No. But go on. It's not a trend. 35 states have accepted the money. 30, there are 35. 
It's trending. He didn't say it right. It's not a trend. It's trending. Is what yeah, he's got to use say. a new jargon. Yeah. <laughs> Five places in America that have accepted over $11 billion to jumpstart very good programs to get America into the high-speed rail business. And you know, critics say that there's only, I think, two places in the world, France and Japan, where they've ever made any money, and that's because gasoline prices are so high there, so therefore it's never going to be a profitable enterprise here in America. Uh, we think that people will ride the trains, will be given good service, and uh, we, we think that uh, this is what Americans want. Americans want to get in to the high-speed rail uh, opportunity. They want to have trains that they can ride that give good service, that are on time, and that they can afford. Uh, sir, the trains will be on time. The trains will be on time for you. Hello, we so, know you so, want it. So in Spain, they push through this bullcrap, and then there's all these lines. Some of these high-speed rails are pretty trains, but they, you know, they go 20 miles an hour on average, and they have to still go on some old tracks, so it slows them way down, and they have to go up yeah. hills, so they slow way down. Yeah. And it, I was told that there was one apparently some parcel of a track where they build a 20 mile long high speed rail but it doesn't have a town on either end this is a government psyops at work ladies and gentlemen you know what if it, it, all we need next here's what's going to happen uh this uh, atlas shrug movie is going to come out and it's all and and the girl who plays dagny dagny taggart who's hot of course she's going to be promoting it everywhere and everyone's going to associate high speed rail with hot Ooh, uh, I want it, baby. I want to get on that train. I want to ride the train with you, Dagny. That's what the president uh, and this administration, President Obama, President Obama. Did you hear that? President O'Biden. He said it. He said <laughs> President O'Biden. It's hilarious. You should go get, get Mary Sarah Palin. <laughs> listen, listen. It's, it's Janet Palin. Listen. Trains will be given good service, and uh, we, we think that uh, this is what Americans want. Americans want to get in to the high-speed rail uh, opportunity. They want to have trains that they can ride that give good service, that are on time, and that they can afford. That's what the president uh, and this administration, President, Obama, president Obama's vision is. <laughs> president O'Biden. For high-speed rail. In a very partisan, polarized town, Mr. Secretary, one of the things that does cut across partisan lines are the need for better infrastructure in America. The chamber and commerce, uh, labor, uh, the truckers uh, all say, hey, we not only ought to have more infrastructure, but we're willing to pay for it. Why not? Why not have uh, a higher gasoline tax? Given what's happened in the Middle East, it would be energy. Uh, you can make an argument from an energy are they standpoint. Trying to ruin our lives? What do, are these wrong with these people? Do you even hear he's saying he's saying you've got an argument because of turmoil in the Middle East. You can just say, oh, it's more expensive because of, he's actually saying this. Can you believe it? Bloomberg, okay, the compromise Bloomberg from the elitist prick Mayor Bloomberg. What's his name? Pete. Pete Bloomberg? Pete Bloomberg. <laughs> and for more funds for infrastructure. Because uh, there's 9% unemployment, because we're in a very tough economy, the president believes this is not the time to say to people that are out of work that can ill afford a gallon of gasoline, let alone an additional tax, now's not the time. So that's to off the table until unemployment gets down. It's off the table until we uh, the economy looks a lot Who brighter. Who is this yeah. journalist bullcrapper? I love that. It's off the table until the economy is better. Is, then we'll come yeah, and slide and we'll whip you again. We'll whip you. This guy that's doing the the interview. Well, it's his friend. You'll hear it at the end. It's like, oh, good to see you. Yeah, always pleasure. Oh, yeah, I love oh, you. Yeah, we'll see you at cocktails. And uh, how much do you think you'll get out of Congress on questions like infrastructure and high speed rail? Pretty austere. Now, I, I, look, at, transportation is very bipartisan. There are no Republican or Democratic bridges. There are no Republican or Democratic roads. 
this is if there's anything that's bipartisan in Washington, it's transportation. Because members of Congress know this will put their friends and neighbors and constituents to work. This yeah, is a jobs bull, bill. Crap. When yeah, this bill, bill is passed, people know that Americans are going to go to work. Building roads, building bridges, building transit systems, building high-speed yeah. rail. This For is what? a... What? Yeah, then what do you do? Well, then you throw your shoe. We got nothing better. We don't have any money. Build some more bridges so I can go to my non-existent job. Jobs bill for America. That's why it's so bipartisan. You served in Congress for what decade and a half with John Boehner. Have you talked to him about this? I've talked to him about a, a, a number of things, and uh, I've talked a lot more to John Micah, the chairman of the Transportation Committee of the House, Barbara Boxer, the chairman of the committee in the Senate, and other senators about this. And uh, we're going to work with Congress to get a bill to put America to work uh, building infrastructure and building good transportation systems. Final question on airlines. You uh... I notice it's not transportation systems for the slaves. It's for the goods to bring to the slaves from China. China. That's what we want. Proposed a three-hour time limit or waiting on tarmacs for domestic flights. Uh, it seems to have worked. Uh, are you going to extend it to international flights, too, in America? Well, we're looking at it. We know that it works. We know that our three-hour tarmac delay uh, for the last two months of last year, absolutely no delays. <laughs> no delays. I don't know a single person who's had a single delay anywhere. Not a single delay. This is working. It's working. Our policy is working. Uh, it's down. We're winning the future. To zero. So we are winning the future. Zero. We are winning. It's zero. Zero. The trains will run on time. We are winning the future, John. So our enforcement did work, and we're looking at international flights also. Well, good. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood, former congressman from Peoria. I want to tell you how much I enjoyed Thank you, being with I you enjoyed, today. I enjoyed, I enjoyed. Hey, those hookers we had last night were great. Unbelievable. So um, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, an overview, a, a biweekly overview of your compromised media and uh, how they uh, commit psychological, illegal, I might add, illegal apparently in America, psychological warfare on its citizens. And I just need to uh, play this for a second. Why? 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 <laughs> well, I felt like it. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while. That's the only reason why. Wow, I'm a depleted. I'm a depleted human resource, John. Yeah, well, that's been the case for some years. No, please. I'm depleted because uh, I get up at 5.30 for this show. And, oh, and did you? I always do. Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah, but I enjoy it, and I'm really happy, and I love seeing everyone in the chat room all the time. And uh, A reminder that we have the replay... Of the Streamtacular starting at uh, 2.30 Gitmo Nation West time today with uh, Rhino the Beard and Yellow Jacket. Help the guys out. Uh, if they go over the pledge, uh, Rhino's portion goes to the show, which is great. It's not just uh, to get uh, Rhino's education, tuition fees paid so we can continue to do the excellent no agenda shots. It's also to help uh, Yellow get out of the ghetto, which uh, apparently he's in. And it's just beautiful to see a guy from Mississippi teaming up with a guy from Canada. Uh, doing this uh, for the show and uh, is highly appreciated. So uh, I am the lone wolf known as Adam Curry. I'm here in Gitmo Nation West and uh, I'll talk to you again in the morning. You're the lone wolf now? Yeah. <laughs> could have warned me. I could have come up with something. I'm white dog. <laughs> what? White dog. I'm white dog here in northern Silicon Valley. See you then. We'll talk to you on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.
www.org.org/na